0: Hey, listeners, and welcome to My Streaming Bubble, the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. Back to be tolerated is my buddy, Josh, and we are going to continue our chat on the sitcom Grounded for Life, this time covering season three. Hello, Josh.
1: How's it going, Jed?
0: Oh, not so bad. All things considered, nothing's changed much since the last we chatted. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. You guys still... Doing all right holding on to your sanity?
1: Uh I think mine's gone already. So and I and I know it's affecting the wife too. So
0: Yeah, yeah. I've definitely started losing <laughs> loosening my yeah. grip on reality. <laughs> but we'll go ahead and just dive right in to uh season three of Grounded for Life. So massive spoilers and Yeah. What did you think of, of this season? How'd you like this one compared to like the first two? Uh,
1: So for, for the, for the writing wise, overall, it was, it's up to the first two seasons standard, as far as I'm concerned, the comedy was there. I still laughed out loud and I've seen this thing 10, probably 10 times, you know, all throughout. So the writing is still there, but as we've talked about in season one and season two, if, if you're a continuity fan, you might just want to just let that go because there is absolutely no continuity in this season uh, due to the switch from from Fox to the WB. Now,
0: do you know um, which episode that, like, where the split happens?
1: Yes, actually, I do. Uh, it was in some of the uh, commentary that I listened to, and it was season or not seasons, episode three, which would have been Cat Scratch Fever, which is the one where I believe they hired, Mm. oh, what was her name? Nicole. Yeah, yep. And that was the last episode aired on Fox, and then the next episode that aired, Drive Me Crazy, was the first one that appeared on the WB. Okay. But it was something, what did they say? It was months or something between that the the third episode and the fourth episode because i guess they had to wait a certain amount of time for fox to air whatever episodes they had still mm-hmm. so what happened well what wound up happening between the third and fourth episode or somewhere in there is that it was baseball season and the playoffs were going on and the world series was going on and because they were showing those games and this was still going on they they pulled they they didn't show They didn't didn't move this show to another night to even get it in. They just kept it on, I believe they said it was on Friday nights. And because baseball kept delaying them and delaying them and delaying them. And then when baseball got done, the execs at Fox said, well, it's been a while. So we got to get people caught back up. And then they started showing older shows and stuff like that. So it really got to be a real lengthy time between some of these episodes and the switch between the two networks.
0: Yeah, because it looks like on IMDb, uh, Cat Scratch Fever was has a date of December 3rd, 2002, and Drive Me Crazy is February 28th, 2003. Yep. That's a big yep. deal.
1: Baseball playoffs get done somewhere about mid-October, maybe even early October if you're lucky with a, with a fast series. And then, like I said, Fox took a couple... i think it was six weeks or so to get this episode aired which would sound about right then the cat scratch fever and then once that got done they had to wait a couple months or something like that due to some contract stuff and then then the wb was then able to air their episodes gotcha but remember that only three up three episodes from season three actually aired on fox and the rest of the what is it uh Technically eleven, so we went eight episodes aired on the WB. Yeah, for this for only eleven episodes, it took nine months to get through all airings. So it's <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. the The continuity was because like the first episode starts off and Sean's all happy and everything because you know Claudia had that pregnancy scare, found out yep. she wasn't pregnant, so he's on cloud nine. So happy. And he's got like the longer hair. And I was just like, man, like he can really rock the longer hair. I turned to Tim. I was like, why do you think that is? You think it's cause he's a ginger? And Tim's like, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I don't know. Donald logo looks good with that longer hair. He rocks it, rock rocks it well. But then, yeah, just throughout the rest of the season, that was the main one for me was his hair going from long, almost to the shoulders. To a shorter shag, and then everywhere in between. I was just like, it's just like you said. If you're if you're a fan of continuity, then this season's gonna drive you absolutely bonkers in that sense. And there was a moment too, and I can't remember if we talked about it with season two, where there's an episode where Claudia has her hand; she's got a cast on, and that's like the only episode she has a cast on. And I don't even think they explained what had happened, even for the show purpose. Just she had a cast, and then she didn't. So it's just. I thought
1: things. we did address that, but I, I can't remember have. now. Um, so, at, speaking of um, uh, Sean being on cloud nine after the pregnancy scare, do you remember what song that was playing as he as as he was all walking on cloud nine? Was it um,
0: the I want to say like "Walking on Sunshine," but
1: that that would have been absolutely correct. Yes. <laughs> but do you know who sang that particular version of it for the show? Ooh, I do not. Damn. So because they couldn't get licensing for that particular song at the time, they had Lindsay Bartleson, the daughter, sing it. No so way. She, yep. They had her sing a little version of it so they could they could use it.
0: Oh now I'm gonna have to go back and just rewatch that episode or that part to catch it, because I I did not know that. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was amazing, too. I mean, her her career, even before this show, I, well, I shouldn't say career, but her interest, like she, she used to be a competitive dancer, too.
0: Yeah, so I think I read that, too. Mm-hmm.
1: And she, she also did singing and, and all that other stuff, too, and then acting just kind of came up for her. So. so I just wanted to throw that little tidbit out. I thought that was very interesting.
0: Oh, that's a fun fact. I love fun facts. So feel free <laughs> to share. All the fun facts you have.
1: I'll, I'll try. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I was just going to say, and I think the, the biggest change storyline-wise that we got in season three is in that first episode, Sean is so happy about Claudia not being pregnant and just, just living, dancing up there on cloud nine that he just ups and quits his job, his subway, mm-hmm. not the restaurant, subway <laughs> job, and decides to go in with... Eddie to buy a bar, the Red Boot Boot Pub, oldest Irish bar. And but find out that Eddie's got this plans to commit insurance fraud and burn it down. And Claudia's totally on board with it, which I thought was hilarious. It's like definitely yeah. a change of pace there. It's like, uh, <laughs> oh, they need them they she's really concerned about their finances. So she's willing to commit a
1: little bit of insurance fraud. So how that all came up, though, too, is Fox wanted to shake it up. They said they wanted some big changes or something like that. Some suit just didn't like the whole idea that a lot of the scenes were just taking place at home. They wanted to do a little bit something different, shake up the whole thing. And that's where this actually came up from, is that they wanted to change maybe a, a change of venue. And there's also another change Fox wanted them to do. And I'll we'll get to that in a few episodes here. But mm-hmm. I wanted to just say, yeah, they wanted them to shake it up so they switched it to a bar instead that's kind of the deal with that
0: interesting well and we see like even going back to season one one of the things because i always like looking at the different stuff they have hanging up in their house and i do this with a lot of shows and you know we see over the piano is an old sign red boot pub so that's probably where they're just like oh well just take the name of that sign That's always that set piece and then i was so maybe like Why adds-
1: did- go ahead
0: well, I was just going to say, and then after they bought the bar, why wouldn't they just like hang that in the, in the bar then give it, you know, give that teeny tiny piece set piece, a, a little story of it was part of the original blah, blah, blah. And somehow, I don't know, maybe Eddie got his greasy little hands on it or even Walt somehow back in the day. But I mean, it still hangs in the, in the Finnerty house, but I always thought that was kind of interesting. Even back when I watched it in the two thousands of, Oh, they so they happen to buy the bar that they have a sign for. Okay. He's really likes that bar.
1: Oh, like you've never stolen a piece of memorabilia from a bar before. It's
0: not important.
1: <laughs> All right. I, got my not my answer.
0: We're not talking about <laughs> me. All right. The bar was closing anyways. They were going out of business. It was fine.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it didn't matter. <laughs> no. But speaking of Walt, before we get too yeah. deep into this. I counted only I think it was one actual episode he was in this season that actually aired. He was uh, he was in the other two that didn't, but he was only in one episode, I believe. I did notice his you know the lack of Walt this season compared to the first two. Yeah, and you'll even notice that his name's not even on the main credits anymore uh, at the beginning of the season no. and actually got replaced by Brett Harrison, who plays Brad. He started getting full full credits then, too, at the beginning of the season. So this starts the decline of Walt, and you'll notice that not so much in season four, but you'll definitely notice it in this season and season five coming up. And then Brett Harrison starts to make more of a a, a permanent role for himself, which I thought was weird.
0: Yeah, that's kind of an odd shift. I wonder any any fun facts as to, you know, was the what was you know, the Walt actor Is he off doing other stuff at the time?
1: I wasn't able to find out his his I I checked out his um his Wikipedia and I IMDb just to see if like he he had more movies coming out during that time or something that he was working with. It doesn't seem like it, but it so I don't know if it was just the writers just didn't have anything for them or
0: maybe what it was just trying to shake things up some more.
1: Well, yeah. And can I just say that, is it just me? Or is it that it's easier to write a comedy around a workplace? That's a bar or some sort of shop or, or something like that. Like, I feel like that's kind of a trope in, in comedy shows. Like, Everybody seems to own some sort of store or 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 restaurant or bar or something like that. Is it I'm trying to remember some shows that are comedies that unless it's something like that, a lot of these scenes take place in a home. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's what it is that that fox wanted to just kind of have a new venue so maybe different stuff to happen for them, otherwise, if everything just happens in the home it It's kind of harder on the writers and kind of one track if that makes sense,
0: yeah, that makes sense i I could see that just another atmosphere and other storyline shenanigans that could take that wouldn't make sense to take place there. you know, like if they hadn't bought the bar, I think it would have been a little harder to explain bringing in that Nicole character, Claudia's nemesis, yes, and then, as we see in like, the last episode, how by the end of the season, Nicole and Eddie kind of are, well, Eddie's falling head over heels for her. It's a bit more complicated than that, but but to give Eddie a love interest and have that love interest be Nicole, how, yeah, how else could that have worked had they kept with like the places and everything they did with seasons one and two, where it's mostly in the home or at the school. Or someone's random wedding.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I feel like it's kind of a trope with uh, with com- with sitcoms and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. I I think we love our sauce. We love our drinks. Mm-hmm. And I think that even in a bar setting is can still be kind of relatable to some, you know, to a lot of people. Banging bar waitresses or eating a bunch of old pickled eggs. <laughs>
1: None of that's still relatable coming. to me. So. I, no, no no bar waitresses for this guy.
0: Yeah, me neither.
1: <laughs> oh, there's still time. There's
0: still time. All right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, because with the bar, they had, uh, aside from Nicole, like Lily's birthday party there. Apparently, she's been 16 for the last two years.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that pretty quick, too. That's okay. That's the biggest continuity error of the whole show only because it was more obvious than some of the other ones, but.
0: Yeah, because yeah, when it finally came up, I was like, oh, still? Only? Okay. But um, I had mentioned before we started recording that I didn't want to get, even during this last rewatch, I, didn't, I was trying not to get too caught up in some of the more, quote, outdated language, and I, I still want to stick to that for this recording. But in episode two, there's a line about, I think it's Queer the Deal,
1: I wrote that down too.
0: So I wrote that down, a couple of question marks, and then just on a personal note, for the longest time, I thought queer simply meant weird for an embarrassingly long time. (laughs) Yeah. So, But now it's like, what? I didn't get it. I don't get it, (laughs) the usage there. But like I said, I don't want to dwell too much on the language choices that the writers make, because again, this came out in 2002 so some of the stuff used in the series is not used anymore but that was just kind of one of those things that popped out at me where I was like oh and all of a sudden I was like yeah I misdefined that for a long time.
1: Well and to be fair it it, like when stuff like that happens when sayings like that come up that are maybe looking back on it, maybe weren't necessarily the right words to use, even maybe back then. But that's how people spoke. So I I tend to have a little more leeway, like if it's, if it's set back, like if they were to say it now, I'd been like, come on now, we, we know better than this. But if it's back in the day, I'm like, okay, fine. And, and unless they were going to make a, a show from about maybe the 90s today, and they use that. I'd have been like, well, technically, that would have been probably said in the 90s. So, I mean, we you, you got to take it like that. And I always, I mean, it's it's a don't get me wrong, it's a, it's a really fine line to walk. But I, I do enjoy when they when they even if it's wrong today, they still if you're trying to make it like back then, you got to you got to you got to go with it. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: There's there's a little bit of that. You got to kind of keep it authentic in that sense. And and I've noticed that even shows that are made like now that take place in like the 80s or 90s or 2000s, they, they may try and drop some of that more, quote, acceptable language for that time. And it's interesting because there'll be a character that will somewhat call it out, not in a big major dramatic fashion or anything, but something a bit more subtle where it's kind of like the writers understand that this word is not these words are not appropriate or okay for now 2021 or you know even last year 2020 but that yes they are trying to keep with the authenticity of that time period yeah but i also noticed that it's not not a path that writers have to go down so no it just all depends on the storyline and the characters i suppose
1: so before we quite get to season or uh, i'm gonna keep saying season episode <laughs> two uh, there was one other continuity error did you pick up on it in episode one but and i'll give you a hint it has something to do with brad Ooh, no all righty so here it is so one of the continuity errors is that they go so they're in the bar and reggie the bartender who i'll get into in episode three or four in a mm-hmm. minute specifically uh, so they go in and they ask for some cokes and reggie goes scotch and cokes mm-hmm. and they go sure well they don't seem to like the scotch and cokes but yeah. here's the problem brett harrison this would have been his second time having scotch on the show because during the safety dance in season two he drank that half bottle oh, yeah. that was left behind by uh, sean and claudia And he drank that half bottle and got drunk, remember? Yep. So for him not to like it is kind of a weird thing.
0: Well, maybe he didn't like it with the Coke or the soda. (laughs) Maybe he just likes it. To be
1: fair, I like my whiskey straight up. I do not do mixers.
0: I don't do like cola mixers. I just bubbly water. I get the bubbly brand and now I can't think of the word, but um, carbonated. Just, yeah, soda water. Just Yeah, soda water.
1: (laughs) how Um, many have you had so far then
0: (laughs) none maybe that's my problem (laughs) i'm actually not drinking right now because we're recording early enough in the day where if i were to start i'd be absolutely worthless come doing family stuff and that just sucks
1: now you got me wanting to drink damn it well now i know i'm looking over at my water and
0: my tiny mini pepsi can i'm like i wish you were something else Mm. but no I did not catch that I did think it was kind of odd that yeah they had asked for like sodas and they they brought in scotch and sodas I'm like scotch like why just why that jump like scotch is a very I mean I like my whiskey but I don't care for bourbon or scotch but I love a good Irish whiskey
1: oh see I, I I can do I can do all of those 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 are fine, and I'll drink it, and I and I'll just drink shots of them. I yeah, maybe maybe a nice Jameson on the rocks or something. Ooh. I could do, but otherwise no. So I I hate mixing. It's it's got to be straight beer and shots. Fine with me.
0: Simple man, nothing wrong
1: with that. No, so let's go into episode two.
0: Hey, got it right.
1: <laughs> there, yeah.
0: Hey, <laughs> I
1: can be taught. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Episode two. We see we get Fez. Oh, <laughs> uh, Wilmer, Wilmer, uh, I don't have Willmer his name. Wilmer,
1: in- Valder, Rama. Rama.
0: Yeah. Okay. I didn't have his name in, like up in front of me. I was trying to go by memory. So that was a bad idea.
1: But, yeah. 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 I'll I give you a C him. for effort.
0: Okay. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> Maintaining my high school average <laughs> into my 40s. Woohoo. Oh, God. Um, I love seeing them. I love Fez. I love Wilmer and it's kind see, of fun I'm, seeing them sprinkled out.
1: To be fair, I'm the same way when I see C- Stephen Root. Yes. Who's also in this. Uh, Claudia's father comes back. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was, is that Steven Root makes a trip all the way from North Carolina to New York you know, Sean's sitting there kind of arguing with them about the $5,000 they need to, to fix up the bar to get the coolers fixed, the lines fixed, and all that. And the first thing I thought of is the guy drove all the way from North Carolina to New York City. You're going to get your money. Just goddamn relax, all right? He didn't just drive up there for nothing, especially since he had the car towed up there anyway. He could have just paid someone to do that and not showed up himself.
0: But he also wanted to take the opportunity to torture Sean. So he seems to really enjoy torturing Sean. That's understandable.
1: Yeah, I get it too. I mean, especially (laughs) when you get that one person, you know, you can just twist their nods just a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I just got to say, nobody in their right mind should be giving any 16-year-old with a learner's permit at this time a car like that. What was it? A cherry red Mustang? Yep. God damn.
0: I completely agree. And I even wrote that down too. I'm like, yep, no one, no high school, 16 year old needs that nice of a car. And that was kind of like the ideal that like my folks had, like my dad was like, you're not getting a nice new car because you're 16, you're stupid. And I don't think you're done hitting things yet. And to be fair, he was mostly correct. So I agree.
1: Yeah. uh, Kids need junker cars. uh, My dad. Said, I'll buy you a car. He bought me a $500 car, and I still love that car, but he, yeah, his his thing was the same thing. All he had was liability insurance on it, and he says, if you crash it, you're on your own then, mm-hmm. and so I remember, did you ever have those kids in high school, too, that wound up, their parents wound up getting them, like, a really, maybe not an Uber expensive car, but, like, something, like, really, really, really nice?
0: Yeah, there were, there were a few of those kids, and... I hated all of them. And but their their fast little sporty cars in Iowa Winters would get stuck on the speed bumps going into the school and my big old seventy-nine Caprice classic just barreling down past everyone. So I was like, Yeah, fuck you in your tiny car. Yeah. <laughs> tiny sporty car. Make way for me and my land boat.
1: Well, the best was always, you know, maybe it would happen, I don't know, midway through the maybe about the semester breaks or something like that, or maybe a little starting the second semester where you would drive to school and you'd see a bunch of cars that were different. They were older and clunkier. And to find out those other kids that had their parents buy them those big expensive cars or whatever wound up crashing them in the winter. Cause they didn't know how to drive <laughs> in the snow and then smashed them up. And then they had these junkers anyway. I was like, Whoa. well, so that was always fun for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really
1: feel too bad for them. Yeah, well, that's their decision-making. I mean, they're, they should yeah. have been smart enough to know better than that. But but other than that, I didn't really have so much for this episode. There wasn't much for the – because I, I guess now that they are in the bar, the biggest storyline is how the bar does now. Mm-hmm. Since there's no real – it's not like it's a sci-fi show or Buffy where they have the big bad at the end that they have to track through. I mean, it's a comedy show. There's no really overlying arch for anything. So. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you, how do you personally feel about like the old muscle car racer vehicles versus like the newer like the one like fez was driving the new new spoiler sporty with like the spoilers and all that like little I don't know what they're called the stands probably
1: not yeah i <laughs> uh, so i'm not much of a car guy myself i mean don't get me wrong i love me a nice looking corvette stingray i mean holy shit that'll that'll Pop some wood right there, but yeah. I'm I'm more of a muscle I'm more of a muscle car guy just because of the style and mm-hmm. and the sound and all that and and some of the like I said the style just some of them look really damn good mm-hmm. and those those you know little I don't know if we I don't know those smaller compact you know built for speed off the line and stuff Uh, eh, you know it's good I mean it's it's a different way to go about it I'm fine with that mm-hmm. it's just uh eh, yeah. No, give 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 me that give me that raw horsepower and and the look of the car. So,
0: I agree, I agree, and also I know shit about cars, but I like the old muscly cars that are shiny, like watching a nice Barrett Jackson car auction yeah. thing. Oh, because they're they're so shiny in those lights, <laughs> so shiny. Yeah, I was just curious because I wasn't sure. Yeah, how much of like a car person you were, and if you had a preference, you know. Timmy being more of a, a car guy, he definitely would go muscle car. Yeah, I,
1: I'm I'm an old fuddy duddy, so I'm I'm still stuck. Even though I was bored in the early 80s, I'm still stuck in the 70s. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I can't get out. I don't know what happened.
0: All right, well, let's just go on to episode three because it sounds like you've got some stuff that uh you definitely want to bring up and in order. So we'll stick to that.
1: Yeah, it's just for our continuity it'll help my note taking so
0: (laughs) absolutely and you have all these fun facts so we'll just keep going down the line so episode three um let's see lily's got a cell phone and a headset
1: what else (laughs) happened well this is so this is where the other part of fox's hey let's shake it up thing starts in so To go back to episode one real quick, the bartender there, his name is Reggie, his real name is Steve Larson, who was also in either episode or season two or one as the guy that Sean bought the diamonds from illegally. Yes. So he made a reoccurring and he was supposed to be the shakeup guy originally, but Fox didn't really care for him. Either it didn't work out. So that's where Nicole Fiordellini comes in. She was supposed to be the person, the new character to come in and be uh, maybe not a staple, but a reoccurring character. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, this is the only episode she's in that actually aired originally. So I don't know what happened there necessarily, but like we had discussed earlier, this is the last episode that even aired on Fox. So I don't know if, They recorded the other – because she is in actually two other episodes that never aired, but they air now on ABC Syndicate. Yeah, so it was kind of weird that they brought her in, only aired the one episode with her. And it was kind of a storyline that you'll find out later as we get to those last two episodes that you discussed.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one – oh, yeah, because – yeah, so they they hire Nicole. She was Claudia's nemesis. Sean was always a little blind to it because I think he what just liked the extra attention
1: that he would get from Nicole. But well, doesn't this one play into the whole Claudia in disguise? Like so he had a thing for Nicole Fiordaly. Is it Fiordelisi or Fiordellini?
0: Fjordalisi.
1: I thought it was the fact that he had kind of a thing for Nicole, but then when Claudia gets rid of her glasses in that one episode when they go to the flashback. Then he starts kind of courting her instead. Oh. I I could be wrong on that, but that's how I interpreted it to be.
0: Could be. But I guess, yeah, I just kind of took it as like, yeah, maybe he, you know, back in high school kind of fancied Nicole but loved Claudia but you know just liked that attention and and everything because he just gets kind of blindsided by it again and it's not like she was being like overly flirty when she goes into the bar but he just hires her on the spot and so I kind of took that as like oh he wants an old crush so to speak to be there and kind of yeah I think even Claudia calls them out like relive a bit of those old high school days of, you know, being someone that chicks are into and like chasing after or whatever.
1: Just that ego boost. Yeah. And they made that a pretty, they made that a pretty uh, poignant spot Mm -hmm. where this whole bar thing is for, is for Sean to, you know, have all the beer that he couldn't have in high school or alcohol and all the girls that he couldn't have in high school. Mm -hmm. And they made that a pretty, poignant thing but I liked Sean's response to the, all that though too that was pretty funny where it was yeah it was this intricate trap where first I would get you pregnant in high school just, just and I'd stay with you for 16 years just to throw everybody off the set and have two more kids and a mortgage I can't afford and take on all this debt only to get to buy a, ba- a diving bar and Nicole Fiordelisi back <laughs> I mean like yeah you nailed it you caught yep. me
0: <laughs> yeah that was a pretty good pretty good response
1: and the way he does it too is is
0: oh yeah he's so good at his kind of rants and his yelling and getting excited and you know you always are happy when sean has a point
1: yeah for the plot line though so yeah so they hire her and because there's that tension between claudia and uh, nicole they have they want where claudia wants them to fire nicole who you know, if I was Claudia, she, she brought in business. I mean, I don't know other than like, if for me, if somebody, if there was somebody I didn't like, but they could bring in business. I'm all about business being business. I'd be like, look, I don't like you, but you do a good job. So here we are. Sure. That's, that's about how it would end. I just be like, straight up. I don't like you, but as long as you keep doing the good job you're doing, you, you can stay here. I mean, sometimes you just got to swallow your pride.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Claudia eventually was able to.
1: But why? Because remember what Eddie was supposed to do?
0: Yeah, Eddie was supposed to... (laughs) The line that I wrote down was when Sean's like, Eddie was supposed to fire her but got confused and slept with her. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Which, yeah, poor Eddie. So I I mean, I can see how you
1: can make that mistake.
0: Yeah. I can see that. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) But... Um, I don't, I don't remember. Did they actually say like because it is because like she brings in money, or was it because they were scared of a potential
1: lawsuit? For them, it was the lawsuit, is what is what mm-hmm. it really was. But if you'd noticed throughout the episode, the place was always booming, and she got people to buy stuff, and yeah, she was very uh, hospitable and and very very out there. You know, trying to make people you know comfortable and partying with them a little bit too. I mean. -hmm. There's the scene where she drinks the shots with the other guys, and you know she's she's doing her job. She's doing a heck of a job. Although I don't condone necessarily drinking on the job, but there are times when you know if I'm when I'm at work and somebody wants to buy a shot, and if it's kind of late enough in the night, and I'll be like, whatever, hey, I'll do one with you guys, whatever. Sure. So, but the other things I wrote down too, and this one I love because I'd have done the exact same thing is Eddie talks about the concert that he went to a twisted sister concert and yelled. He says, if you, if you listen to the audio from the live show, (laughs) you can hear me yell, D Snyder, you suck. Uh Which is exactly what I would have said at a twisted sister (laughs) concert too. This is me getting up on that music platform again. (laughs) And, 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 and once again, they, they reference twisted sister, which is a band I don't really care for. And I'd have yelled, D. Snyder, you suck. But then I love Lily's line. She goes, Why did you pay money to go to see D. Snyder just, just to yell, you suck? And he goes, Well, I went in the hopes that they wouldn't suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I was like, All right, that's fair.
0: I feel like Uncle Eddie just gets better and better as the, as the series goes on. He's got some, some good lines while still staying true to like Uncle Eddie.
1: Yes. That is he might be my favorite character in the whole show. Mhm. But, but Walt's got to be a a really close second then.
0: I would agree. I would absolutely have to agree. Top 2 Uncle Eddie and and Walt. Like I you know, I like all the characters, but those are definitely my top 2 favorites.
1: And they go and then Lily the the side story being Lily tells Dean she loves them at the, at the Nelly concert. And all I wrote was Nelly concert. <laughs> you would never catch me at something like that ever, ever.
0: I'd You'd catch me at a twisted sister concert before a Nelly one. So.
1: Yeah. But I'd be, yeah. But for the same reasons I'd be, I'd be there as Eddie was, you know, just to yell at D Snider and tell me sucks. So.
0: <laughs> With no hopes that they wouldn't suck. You would go in knowing that they would suck and yeah. just can't wait to say it.
1: Yeah. But. I don't. I don't know if you want to keep this in the podcast, but me and my me and my brother and my wife went to a Brewer game one year, and we had picked up uh, Oramus Ramirez from the Cubs. Supposed to be some power hitter, but because he was a Cub, me and my brother hate him, Mm -hmm. and so we would stand behind home plate, and and right in front of us were all the wives. And every time he came up to bat, he would boo. Well, then at one point he heard us because he looked right back at us and we're booing him and just go back to Chicago and stuff like that. And then he knocks one right out of the park and he looks back at us and we were like, God damn it. Now he got us.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm definitely keeping that. That is a good story. (laughs) So it was,
1: it was kind of fun. We were like, damn it. He made us eat our own words.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. uh, Another note that just a kind of random note that I had written down was like Dean. I felt like they made Dean dumber this season. And it's not to say that he was like any mathlete or anything, but they just made him that hot, dumb guy. I don't know. I just, I didn't care for like just how dumb he got.
1: Now that you mention that, yeah, I, I guess I kind of noticed that too. I mean, he wasn't really in a whole lot of season two, though, either. That, But he, he seemed like he, yeah, that he was a little smarter in season two in the times that you did see him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And do you suppose, now that you mention that, do you suppose that's by design, though, that they made him a little dumber and a little more out there due to the season finale? which wasn't the season finale, but wound up being the season finale.
0: I mean, possibly because that is part of, you know, we kind of see it throughout the, this, this season where uh, Lily and Dean are kind of like drifting apart, you know, like Lily's all in, you know, she wants, she loves Dean. She wants Dean to be in love with her and all and everything. She wants him to be everything. And he's not. And I guess in a sense, like if that was the plan, if the plan for, our, for this season out of the gate was to shift Lily's romantic interests, then sure, I guess so. But I don't know. I guess they didn't have to do it by making him dumb. That's just that's just so easy. And so overdone. The hot, dumb, blonde one or whatever. And I don't know why it bothers me so much this time around, but it it just did. Every time he was on screen and he was just this dopey kind of dude i i don't know i just i didn't like it
1: well to be fair and i and i'm gonna be on dean's side on this one but if it's either talking to your girlfriend or going to play dig dug i'm playing <laughs> dig dug man all right i'm sorry this. sorry it's, it's just gonna happen
0: fair enough <laughs> dig dug's fun so i get it it, it, it is <laughs>
1: I spent twenty dollars one night playing it at one of the uh, arcades that are around here in Madison. I, I, I put I put a twenty dollar in the quarter machine and just played Dig Dug for a couple hours, just quarter after quarter, whatever. <laughs> With the only break to go grab another beer and
0: sure
1: keep screwing up on the first damn level. <laughs> and say I was good at it and just playing the shit out of Dig Dug.
0: Yeah. Fun way to pass some time and twenty bucks. Yeah. So that's, that's episode three. And then we take the big break and come back on with episode four, just like a woman.
1: Is that your episode four?
0: Oh, nope. Sorry. Drive me crazy.
1: I was going to say, all right, no, that's fine.
0: Let's see. Oh yeah. So this is the one where they've got the, the violent video game. That's very much like uh grand theft auto,
1: but I love the aggravated assault to city of blood. Yes. I wrote it down. It
0: sounds like a lot of fun to play. I'd play it. But I love kind of like the cold open and they're all trying to like get ready for their day and they're all in different parts of the house and just all screaming stuff at each other. Like, Lily can't find this. And like, Claudia's trying to get ready and the boys are doing that. And they're all just hollering across the house. I love that because I grew up in a, in a house that communicated via yelling. <laughs> like, yeah. dinner's ready, phone! And you know, we still do that here in nowadays with you know with my kids there's a lot of hollering across the house timmy's not a huge fan of it but i'm like we're asian we're loud i don't know what to tell you
1: we just text each other <laughs> <laughs> i
0: love it we'll we'll occasionally text timmy and i but yeah for the most part it's mostly the kids yelling across the house at each other and and to us but i always just love it when in, in tv shows they show that because they did that at a brief moment of that in like Stranger Things and my brother and I just cracked up because it felt so realistic to us.
1: <laughs> yeah, they actually wanted to do that earlier in the series but just never got around to it and they wanted to do it more often but then they decided, well, if we do it once that should be enough because they don't want to, you know, like hammer it home make it, you know, so it's not so funny anymore. Sure. They figured the one time that's fine enough. So yeah, I think that's the only time they actually did it. I don't know about season four off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, I I think at least up until, up until season three, I believe, yeah, I think you're right. This is the only time. And, and I would agree this, the once is really all you need to kind of get the idea. I mean, it's a family of five in a house with one bathroom. There's going to be yelling and screaming going across the house to communicate with each other. So I didn't really think they needed to do that in every episode or in multiple episodes. They're not the Connors. They're not Roseanne. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Aggravated Assault 2, City of Blood, and... I
1: mean, it just sounds like it's Grand Theft Auto 5 or Grand Theft Auto 4 anyway, mm-hmm. so...
0: Yeah, the run around, the beaten down, and Claudia on her uh, on her mission to have the game banned or on a higher shelf is where it ends up.
1: People, people need to just let that shit go. I
0: agree. But then she getting all caught up in it, and I'm like violent video games can be a great stress reliever it's not for everyone but sometimes it's helpful to like pull a guy out of his vehicle and beat him to a pulp in a street and then run from the cops until you get five stars yeah exactly (laughs) i mean like fantasy
1: it's yeah it's nice to be able to at least do it in some form where nobody gets hurt Mm -hmm. like i'm a big road rage kind of guy like it doesn't take much to really piss me off but in that aspect but
0: mm-hmm.
1: to be able to you know when i'm playing grand theft auto 5 and you know that guy that you know you're trying to run away from the cops and he cuts you off mm-hmm. so you hit him and then they catch you it's like no i'm gonna go find that guy and i'm gonna take him out of his car and beat him down exactly you, you had to cut me off huh you couldn't wait
0: exactly
1: but once again continuity For number one, so when Brad gives them the cheat codes to make everybody naked in that game, he says something about a right triangle. Yes. That is, that is not, there is no right triangle. Unless he meant
0: right, right, then triangle. Yeah, right, comma, triangle. The way he
1: said it, yeah, but the way he said it, it didn't seem like that was right. So I was like, there is no right triangle. There is a triangle, but not right triangle. So I don't, just the way he said it.
0: Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. And Lily gets her driver's license. What was it? I think Sean straight up says driving is a, privi- is a privilege and not a right. And I feel like that is quickly forgotten in this country.
1: Oh, God, yes.
0: We need, and I'm sorry, but when it comes to stuff like, you know, like drunk driving, Wisconsin has a huge drunk driving problem. And in other countries, they do treat it like it's a privilege. So you get caught drunk driving, they will take your fucking car. Just, that's it. No more car for you. And then I believe that if a friend loans the car out to the person with a suspended license, the friend gets ticketed or has their car impounded, something along those lines. Yeah. And I just, I think we need to adopt something like that because the shit is out of control in this country, not to get all preachy or anything, or to say that I've never drove drunk or buzz. I have made poor decisions in my past, but the whole driving people thinking it's, it's their right. They absolutely have a right to it. You absolutely have a right to take the fucking bus. Yep. So I really liked that. That little, Sean was kind of going off. I'm like, yes, yes, someone gets it.
1: No, I feel the same way. It's a right or it's a privilege, not a right. You're not owed anything. Mm Because if that's the case, the state would issue you a car anyway then, or your own car or something like that, your own vehicle too, if it's a right but
0: yeah and then um when they're talking about lily and uncle eddie are talking about which dmv to go to and you know uncle eddie is like oh you know go to the one in in chinatown and lily is kind of jumped to being like well isn't that racist and eddie calls her out like well you're the one that made that connection not me yeah and to be fair he's absolutely right
1: yeah, he didn't say anything about their ethnicity. He just said the one down in Chinatown. Yep. That's all it
0: is. So I, I kind of liked that little that little comment moment too.
1: But this is now getting into continuity errors again. So this was actually supposed to air much later than it was supposed than it actually originally aired. Hmm. So the continuity error here is this was supposed to be played after the season finale and the season finale was supposed to be before this because in the season finale lily celebrates her 16th birthday here she gets her driver's license at 15 then yep so which isn't legal so this episode is completely out of order
0: that is really annoying And you're absolutely right. And I can't believe... Like, I knew everything was all out of order. But, I mean, that is just blatant and offensive.
1: Yeah. Because originally this one's 314 and the season finale, I believe, was 305. The season finale was supposed to be 305. So that should have been the next episode. Uh, And this one should have been towards the end. Hmm. Uh,
0: I just... Just why, 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 why? It's just so annoying. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting. You know, we talk about how no sixteen-year-old should have that nice of a car. Well, she also shouldn't be practicing <laughs> on her super yeah. nice Mustang either. She could have been taking the parents' car.
1: Exactly. And the only other notes I have from this is during the uh, commentary. Did you know that the shop that the paper shopping bags? that they use in television shows most of them are made out of rubber no they do that because the shopping bags when they're recording the audio make too much noise
0: that makes sense
1: so they use a rubber one and then just fill it in later in post with with the crinkling so it's not overtaking the the sound of the actors
0: i did not know that
1: yeah i didn't know that either until they mentioned it so oh. I thought that was pretty cool. I did not know that.
0: Now I'm going to be looking at every single bag I see on TV. <laughs> Today, like yeah. Let me see.
1: <laughs> and and to be fair, I after while watching that episode, I was like, I couldn't even tell that it was made of right. Like, it looked really good.
0: Yeah. I never, I've never noticed. But now I will. And I'll never stop noticing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's all I have for episode four. I mean, we do get a bit more Sister Helen. And she's always... She's always a treat.
1: Oh, God, I yes. I love her. They needed more of her throughout the series, as far as I was concerned.
0: I agree. I felt like she was in a lot more of season one, but then, yeah, just kind of started tapering off throughout, like, last season, and even this season, she's not in it a whole hell of a lot, I don't think.
1: I think it's maybe just the one as well. Yeah. Or no, two, two, because there's another episode she's in, I think, as well.
0: Oh, yeah, the, um, like, the anti-drug
1: one. Yes, the the one yes uh, episode. Well, the next one
0: is it? Yeah, because let's see, we've got. So the next one I have is oh, just like a woman. Yeah, just like a woman. The yard sale one. Oh,
1: my bad. Um. So this is. Well, well, one one second yeah. before you go on to that, there was in the in the commentary that they were actually at one point going to do a love story between Sister Helen and Walt. That had, that had actually come up, but I guess they just kind of didn't like the idea of of like a nun with Walt so it kind of fell to the wayside but there was serious talks of that apparently
0: how would you have felt about a storyline like that sister Helen and Walt
1: I don't think I'd have liked it very much yeah as much as I love those two characters I and as interesting as it maybe could be I feel like it it was doomed from the get-go sure
0: I mean I feel like there could have been a lot of a lot of comedy within that of them maybe even trying to not necessarily pursue something, but a little light flirting, the conflict between the two uh, with it, you know, for each of them, you know, Walt being very, seems a relatively good Catholic man and, you know, respecting the nuns and in the schools and everything and the churches. And then, yeah, but sister Helen, I feel like that would have been maybe a bit, of a hard left for her character
1: yeah it, it, would, it would have been too much of a change for her that it wouldn't be sister helen anymore yeah. the only thing i would the only thing i would like to know though about that particular relationship is how would sean and eddie <laughs> deal with that like that seems like that has some real comedy to it
0: uh they'd handle it poorly and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean I, I think if it was done as just a Where they don't actually end up together, but maybe they kind of develop a small crush on each other. And maybe by the end of the episode that one of them does something or maybe the boys do something that drives that wedge. Where they're like, well, aside from Sister Helen being a nun and devoted to God, like this couldn't work out because Sean and Eddie are terrible. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's a good point.
0: I think maybe for an episode it could have been kind of fun and yeah I think there could have been a lot of comedy and and silliness in it but not for like a an ongoing story story arc for Walter or Sister Helen that would have been too much because I just don't see Sister Helen leaving uh nunness for anybody.
1: Yeah. If nothing else it's a it's a good job. Mm -hmm. I mean
0: all right so episode five just like a woman. (laughs) the whole you know giving sean shit because he couldn't change a tire and then had to put a blanket over him and be passed off as a grandma and then being the butt of all the jokes for the episode because he had to be like a woman or not strong enough and yada yada and okay aside from all of that to be fair seeing timmy work on vehicles trying to get like (laughs) nuts nuts are tricky bolts can be tricky like maybe the, you know, maybe the thing was stripped and it wasn't coming off. These things happen. I don't think it's uncommon for someone to struggle with changing a tire, getting a, a nut off or a bolt or. No,
1: days. it would be the nut.
0: Okay. Yay. <laughs> um, so I felt that was like really unfair to Sean. Cause I'm like, you guys.
1: <laughs> so I actually had that happen to me once where it was really goddamn cold and I had aluminum. I had aluminum rim tires, which are if you if you have aluminum rim tires, get rid of them, get rid of them, get rid of them, especially if you live in the cold. Just get rid of them, uh, because as you hit potholes and stuff like that, the aluminum rims will bend a lot easier than the steel, and that causes the seal from the tire and the rim to break, and so they'll go flat. And I remember being out in the middle of winter. It was really goddamn cold this day. It was even kind of raining a little bit. And I had the same problem where I was trying to get the the nuts to break, and they would not break. They wouldn't tug. And so I'd be jumping on the dam, the the four-way. But it kept falling off like it did for Sean. And I came up with this really good idea where I was like, wait, I got a jack. If I just use the jack on the on the backside and keep it lug- it pushed in on the front to the lug nut, I can then use my weight. And yeah, fucking oh. easily, easy, easy as shit. So you can adjust the jack so that's it's the back so it doesn't fall off when you jump on it. it the weight will turn it then. Oh, okay. So I was like, you didn't figure that out? Jesus, I figured that out. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I just... To an extent, I I felt for Sean, because yeah, I feel like that's a it's a common thing, you know. Either like you, you can work it out, come up with a you know a bit of a plan B to help you out, or you just have to fucking suck it up and call AAA. Yeah,
1: I mean there there are so that whole macho manly man thing, I I don't get into any of that. It's not about how hairy your chest is or how many beers you can pound or. Yeah, can you rebuild a 454 uh, size engine or something like that? It's no. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like changing a tire, though, should be pretty easy stuff, but that anybody can do it.
0: And I feel like, you know, a, a macho manly manness doesn't have to be like, you know, like a bad thing. You know, not all man, manliness, I think, is up there with toxic maxi- masculinity. But it's like, in my opinion, it's just it's kind of, you know, Sean got caught up in all that macho manliness, and Claudia's teasing him kind of about it the whole time, and Sean's just having a hard time like dealing with it. And I almost feel like that is like a and like a generational thing.
1: Yeah, I don't think you see that too much nowadays. I don't
0: think so either. And and that's good. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm more than okay with that, but I also do appreciate a bit of quote manliness. However, I guess you want to define that. It doesn't have to be traditional manliness, like yeah, lumberjack and splitting wood with my bare hands or anything like that. (laughs) But maybe just admitting when you as a man can't do something that's, that can be pretty fucking manly. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, then, you know, like I said, Sean then being the butt of the joke for the rest of the episode because he, quote, dressing as a girl.
1: Which was just a blanket. Which
0: was just a blanket. But then, yeah, Jimmy and Henry not being able to let go of it. And then the way Claudia kind of has them, kind of sets them straight a little bit. And I liked how she was like, you know, like Sean's getting ready to like chug a bottle of hot sauce to prove his manliness to his boy.
1: And it wasn't a small bottle either. It wasn't one of those little ones that you get. For Tabasco, it was a big damn container. Yes,
0: it wasn't no purse size bottle of Tabasco sauce, but yeah. And Claudia, what was her line? Something about like, stop trying to undo all my years of work (laughs) of trying to break him.
1: Pretty close. Yeah, pretty close to something like that.
0: Yeah. So, and I thought her explanation and the way she laid it all out to the boys was very well done. And but then I liked, um, I think it was Jimmy who was like, oh, yeah, I get it. You know, it's not that you're not a man. You're just whipped.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Which is fine, too, you know. Yeah,
0: that's fine, yeah. Because
1: when he grows up and he figures out, well, he already figures out with all the Cosmopolitan magazines he (laughs) hoards, but when he figures out what to do with what's between his legs, he'll understand what it means to be whipped. At least you'll get some. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yes, and also, I... I love that, you know, Jimmy's going through puberty and everything and, you know, and he's got all those magazines and he's spending all that extra time in the bathroom, but he it, uses a normal amount, He uses it a normal amount.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Come on.
0: <laughs> but I mean, I love how it's not something that's like focused upon Well, You know, Claudia is just like, I'm She's like, I know you have them. I don't care. I just need the May issue, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I don't know. I just like that it it didn't have to be like a whole very special episode or anything like that. It's just lightly kind of touched upon. And because I mean, really with a, the preteen boy like that, I don't know, like how much time do you want to spend on that? You know, that awkwardness. I mean, I guess they could have for laughs and everything, but I feel like that gets a bit played out too in, in comedies and in sitcoms and stuff. Yeah. I like that they, they brought it up just enough to be like, yes, he's going through puberty. Yes, he uses the bathroom, quote, a, a normal amount. And that's just it.
1: Yeah. Did you want to hit the beeline story since we're talking about that too?
0: Yeah. Um. This has got to be the creepiest Brad has been. I,
1: I wrote that down too.
0: Creepy. It was super That was creepy. the exact word I wrote. And it's like, oh. I get Uncle Eddie is all for like scamming and making money as much cash as he can on the side, but that he actually agreed to sell Lily's bra to Brad. But then he almost looked like he instantly regretted it.
1: Yeah. Like like but,
0: ugh, now what have I done?
1: Well it's one of those I got my brother a t-shirt for Christmas a few years ago that says, I'm not gay but twenty dollars is twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs>
0: Yeah, that whole secondary storyline, I was just like, ill.
1: But in Brad's defense, if I had the chance to buy my high school crush's bra for $40, I'd have said, I'll take two.
0: I mean, yeah, it's not. I mean, <laughs> this should happen in 16 candles, too. I mean, he didn't buy the panties off of her, but he did get the panties off from her and exploited it, you know? And.
1: Well, I wouldn't have exploited it. I'd have just.
0: Well, yeah. And, you know, and in, in Brad's defense, he didn't do it intentionally, but. Yeah kind of got, because he got busted with them and came up with the story to try and save face and not be such a creeper.
1: Yeah. So the storyline, I don't think we actually, the B storyline, we didn't, we haven't sussed out is Brad buys the bra from uncle Eddie. Cause they're doing a yard sale and Lily brought down a bunch of clothes and Eddie was sorting through it to itemize or whatever. And yeah. And then Brad sees the bra, buys it from uncle Eddie for $40 and then it's in his bag. And as he's pulling out his shoes or something out of his gym bag or something, the bra falls out and the guys, and this is what really was funny too, is I forget what he said, what the guys said exactly. And then what Brad said after when the bra falls out, but then the guys are just like, whatever. And then they, then they go back to play basketball. But then Brad has to sit there and well, you know, since we're doing it or something like that, it's like, just shut up. You know, you already, you already got out of it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it the way it played out in the end, you know, Lily found out and, you know, we also kind of see a bit more of Brad getting shit on by the other jock types in in school and he's just like you don't know, you know, what it's like and how they're always like bullying him and shit like that and putting him down and this was kind of his moment to you know be a big deal. And really in high school who wasn't going to do some shady shit to try and be a big deal,
1: you know? See, I don't know. And, and, and I don't know how you felt, how they handled it in the end, but I don't know that I would even, well, first off it wouldn't be in my goddamn gym bag. All right. That's something I'm like putting in a locked chest in a safe in a, in a bank vault or something (laughs) like that. Like that's like my prized possession right there then. So I'm not taking it out of the house how do you feel about how it ended when, when Lily confronts Brad about it and she tells him he has to apologize in front of the school and say it's a lie and then Lily recants on it and goes, oh, fine, just whatever. Like, how do, how do you – I guess my point I'm trying to make is, is if you're Lily and that information's out there that you're sleeping with Brad, how does that make her look in the eyes of everybody else and do you care?
0: See, I think, so for Lily, I I think the way that ended up playing out was, I thought that was very mature and very big of her to do, you know, to to recant and not make him go through any more kind of public humiliation. It, It does seem outside of the character to be so cool with everyone thinking that they're sleeping together or that she's even sexually active. Lily has never come across as someone who wants to appear to be promiscuous or or anything like that she also is not really the type of person that really will go around and like I don't want to say showcase but you know like tout about how proud she is to be a virgin or anything you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: so for her to so yeah so for her to recant and be like no it's fine you don't have to apologize to the whole school I thought was very was very good and very mature and, and an adult of her but not, but for it to just, to leave it all out there like that, especially when she's still dating Brad or Dean, um, I feel like something could have been said or done, you know, maybe at least, at that, least to Brad or damn it, at least to Dean, you know, so then that way it's not a hurt it through a grapevine kind of thing, get it from them more of like the full story and hopefully Dean would be understanding of it
1: but i'm looking at this now and this is absolutely bizarre uh so this episode is is labeled 315 and the one where in the season finale is labeled 305 so technically they would have already have been sleeping together come on guys come on guys all right but that's all i had for that episode if there's unless there's something else you wanted to hit on um no but i did want to ask you that question about lily and how you go about that because i don't know what the answer is i honestly don't know i mean
0: yeah i don't know and i only really talked about how like for the character for the lily character and if you know down the what ifs if it had been me or something and i didn't really do a good job of that because it's hard for me to put myself in that same kind of position but um but no that was a good question i was yeah. not prepared for it but ah yes episode six and henry being on the um uh, an anti-drug lord yeah is fucking hilarious and just comes at comes at lily for her coffee and caffeine and just comes for everyone and i love yep. it and they find out oh yeah because then the also what's going on is that Sean gets busted for having a party while he was, quote, sick and couldn't attend the in-laws' anniversary party.
1: Well, it wasn't that he threw a party. It's one just happened to show up at his doorstep.
0: Yes, fair. (laughs) Because he just wanted some time to himself, which I totally understand as a parent. But yeah, then Eddie shows up and Eddie makes special brownies. Sean eats some, gets all fucked up, throws up in the in the backyard and then sometime later like a like a plant sprouts from it (laughs) yep i'm pretty sure that's not how it works but that's all right
1: i don't know i i I think it's plausible i think it's quite plausible
0: after a seed has been like in your stomach and maybe partially digested and then thrown up would it still have the ability to like
1: it would it would i I I think it would have to depend on the amount of time it's spent in the digestive tract. Okay. If it didn't spend a whole lot of time there, there's, I mean, seeds can be, see, I don't know. Mm. I don't know much about marijuana other than. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, but as far as like an actual seed of it, I don't really know if I know what one looks like. Like if you, if you were to put three seeds in front of me, I couldn't tell you what one is different from the other or which one's which or. Oh, that sounds like a
0: fun game. We should play sometime
1: soon enough. Um, but I, but I think seeds for the most part, aren't they, they're normally kind of hard anyway. So it takes some time for them to,
0: to break down. Okay. Yeah.
1: So it could be that, and it's not, I know, I know, uh, vomit is mostly acid from the stomach too, but if it's out and exposed in the elements in the lung like that, I don't know that that's, it mean, I don't think it would happen every time, but I think there's a, possible chance that it could turn into something and
0: i'm not i'm not a gardener and i don't grow things so i have i have no idea quite pot you could absolutely be 100 percent correct so but i just thought it was kind of really <laughs> you threw it like and then there must have been a lot of seeds because like one plant not just the one seed is going to sprout maybe i don't know maybe it was a magic seed maybe same seed yeah. jack and his beanstalk got his beanstalk
1: seeds from yeah could you imagine know. that beanstalk being weed for jack
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh um <laughs> but yeah i love henry's little anti-drug rampage and how it all kind of leads into an intervention uh for sean yep they think sean's doing the drugs and everything and I love that um sister Helen's there and the school counselor guy is there and Walt and everyone is all there and it almost just at one point turns into like like a family therapy session where they're all just kind of yelling at each other and in a sense like pointing fingers I just for some reason I just loved that whole scene that whole intervention idea and then just kind of having to continue to roll with it All the way to the end, just to kind of get Henry to chill the fuck out a bit.
1: Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it was. I think Claudia mentioned that. Yeah, you don't need the intervention. It's Henry needs these this intervention so he can get it out of his system and Mm -hmm. and things can go back to normal. I wrote. I, I wrote some just some quick notes on this. I don't have very many, but one of the this was the the first episode and only episode that aired with Richard really back that actually aired he was in the other Uh, two that were that were never aired but he this was his only i believe this is his only only one like he wasn't even there in the season finale i don't believe in fact i'm almost positive now
0: yeah i mean considering what's out there now as the season finale uh episode 13 and that's the part-time lover one so for me that was my that was my season three finale but when it originally aired so the finale would have then been...
1: Tonight's the Night, which is the one where Lily loses her virginity. Yeah. And then originally, it wasn't supposed to be Sean. It was supposed to be Eddie that was supposed to be getting the intervention. But they thought that that was too on the nose sure, and wanted to change it up a little bit. I think this way worked out way better anyway.
0: I completely agree. I would agree. Had it been Eddie, it would have just been kind of boring like you said, two on the nose. So this worked, this was funny. Plus it really kind of, you know, it's like, yeah, they're all family, but from Henry's point of view, it's his dad, you know, his father, not, yeah. not to downplay uncles or anything, but it wasn't just an uncle. <laughs> it was his no. daddy. So it kind of made a bit more sense. Um, I guess that Henry was so passionate about being the anti-drug Lord of the Finity house.
1: And the only other note I have, I do have a couple questions, but I the only other note I have is apparently Donald doesn't drink. Donald Logue doesn't drink. Oh. I, now, I say that kind of halfway because the way the commentary sounded, like, I don't know if they were trying to make it as a joke mm. necessarily that he doesn't drink, but, and I tried to look it up just to just to see, I don't know where you would find that information other than short of twit, you know, Twittering him, if he even does Twitter and then being like, Hey, do you not drink? (laughs) Like I heard this and I was, I was just curious.
0: Yeah. I mean, I knew he was, I know he was on Twitter like several years ago. Uh, his kid had gone missing and his kid.
1: And
0: I honestly, I'd have to look it up. I'm not sure if the kit if they found his his kid i think so eventually well, i hope so but well, i hope
1: and in an in good shape too yeah Matt. so oh my goodness i did not know that i'm gonna look that up after we get done here
0: yeah I'm and gonna write that down maybe have a yeah and maybe get a bit more because I, I can't remember how that all ended up playing out but because i remember he was um he had tweeted a couple of times about it
1: well i hope it ended well but i'm gonna check and verify and see yeah. what happened oh my goodness
0: so that drinking non drinking whatever it's kind of either way if he's not a drinker it's so weird how when we hear about someone who doesn't drink you know for whatever reason a lot of a lot of the the reaction is oh is everything okay <laughs> it's like it's just a, you know some people just don't want to yeah and um, i'm
1: fine with that yeah I mean, yeah granted granted i'm a little Less trusting of the person,
0: (laughs) understandable.
1: But the whole the whole idea that, and I know they didn't do it here, but when when is it a good time to talk to kids about drugs? When do you think, as a parent? Because I, I I I look at drugs as I look at sex. Mm -hmm. When they're old enough to start asking the question, then you got to start answering them, and you need to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's I think that's a good answer. And yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just dependent on the kid and the, and the family. Like right now, like my kids are young enough where they're like, mom, what's, you know, what are drugs? We'd just be like, well, drugs are bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that could very well be the end of it. You know, their attention spans are are so short and they don't truly give a shit, but I would say definitely by like junior high age.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For sure, want to start having those conversations, and I don't know what kind of anti-drug stuff is are, is done in schools these days. You know, like we grew up with Dare programs that worked wonderfully.
1: Yeah, Well, <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that the big war on drugs period yes. too yes. during that? Yeah, okay, I thought so. I couldn't quite remember.
0: So, but now in the in the shift with even just like you know just with marijuana and having how it's legal in. I think it's legal in more states than it is illegal. And I could have just absolutely made that up, but it's.
1: But that's the trend anyway. It's, yes, It's good. It, it, it won't be long before it'll be just good everywhere.
0: Right. So I feel like the, the drug talks in schools definitely need to have, need to have shifted. Cause say we did live in a state where marijuana is legal. You know, how do you, how do you address you know you have to skip that part of the textbook or whatever
1: because
0: mm-hmm. now it's now it's legal
1: well no? and and I'm going to get some of this wrong but apparently small amounts of heroin cocaine methamphetamine and there might be a couple more I can't remember it off the top of my head are allowed in the, I believe it's in the state of Oregon hmm. so you can't be I think I think it's I think you can still get a fine, but it's really small. I think it's only like a hundred dollars or something like that. But yeah, apparently it's, you cannot serve jail time for having possession under a certain amount of those, of those things.
0: And in a sense that makes, you know, in a way that makes sense because then you're just clogging up the jails and the courts with really low level drug usage. Mm -hmm. Cause if it is just all if it's such a small amount where they've legally defined it as like, personal it's like well yeah fine them a hundred bucks maybe the courts will get their money maybe they won't but and yeah. just kind of leave it at that
1: yeah all i got to say is is man i hope uh, claudia was able to get her pills man oh my goodness
0: oh no shit <laughs> God, yeah that's right he threw away her birth control pills <laughs> them down. The he's all like you need your fix already
1: <laughs> oh
0: see and that's something i feel like they could have Maybe tried to explain to Henry that these are, you know, medications, you know, maybe if they didn't want to be completely honest and open that can of worms, like, no, no, yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. Like, that's not well, the same thing as, oh, has, you know,
1: has Henry not had to take an antibiotic or even an aspirin or something?
0: Uh, who knows the youngest child? Well, no, if anything, it's maybe Jimmy that has never had to take anything. Cause they forget about him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that comes up this season too, doesn't it?
0: It does, yeah. In the not this next one we're about to talk about, but the one after that, we're just a little bit ahead of ourselves. That's all right. All right,
1: all right.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so episode seven uh, cuts like a knife, and Sean promises Claudia that he's gonna get a vasectomy, but he can't go through with it. But she thinks that he has, so he kind of keeps faking, you know, having still recovering from the surgery to keep from being intimate with her because he did not go through with the vasectomy. And so then she starts feeling bad about herself and everything. And, and eventually they agree that, okay, Sean will do this. They'll go in together. And then Claudia wigs out because of the way the doctor starts talking about just how final it all is.
1: Which I don't think it is, is it? I mean, you can get them reversed.
0: Yeah. I believe. You can, yes. You can get them reversed. And if anything else too, he, they could have saved some sperm Yeah, for a later date if she really, truly wanted to keep that option open. Um, but yeah, it's not, but I think the doctor was saying more of like, not just the procedure itself, but really what it represents. And that's that finality of being done with having kids and, procreating and, and all of that. And for some reason that all of a sudden hit Claudia where she was like, no, no, not ready to give that up. And I, I guess I can understand that too, because if maybe if her womanhood is somewhat defined by childbearing. <laughs> oh,
1: don't get me started on that. Please. That just absolutely pisses me off.
0: I agree. But maybe that was part of why she Kind of freaked out at the end, like she did. I don't know. But when, but Timmy has had gone in for the big haircut and he did not have the anxieties and everything that Sean has had, or even other friends that we have talked to had about it. And his, we have talked to friends that had not the greatest experience. But Timmy's experience was probably about as textbook as you can get. There was no major side effects or anything like that. Everything went swimmingly.
1: (laughs) Did he have that creepy guy shaving him too or no? That guy was creepy. Yeah, that guy was
0: creepy. And there was something at the end, like during the credits that was said or done or something having to do with the shaver. And I was like, no, no, that person should not have a job doing that.
1: He enjoyed it. He enjoyed it.
0: Yes, and they gave that creepy smile, and you're just like, no, fired on the spot. Don't enjoy it (laughs) that much.
1: Yeah, not that much. Like that was
0: too.
1: Or it's one of those. It's like it's you. You have a job, and you have all these tasks. Like that's not the one you should be taking joy in.
0: Right. (laughs) I don't. I mean, I think to me, I don't want to.
1: I don't want to (laughs) know. I don't want to know. I really don't care so much. I just threw that out there just to get that creepy shave guy in. I I I don't I don't want to (laughs) know
0: okay all right
1: give me (laughs) his (laughs) haircuts the big ones and the littles
0: anyways yeah so I just think it's so funny that that men tend to react this way and I I understand I get it you know kind of the symbolism and everything but relax guys you're gonna be fine
1: so we talked about this in the in the pre-show a little bit Mm -hmm. and i had said that if i think that at the age where a boy wants to be sexually active and i do mean boy he should have the right to be able to go into a doctor's office and get a vasectomy if they are as reversible as i was reading
0: and i completely agree and i completely support that as a an option of birth control uh it shouldn't all just be on the female Absolutely. And that again, with a vasectomy from, yeah. Cause my understanding as well, that it's, it's an, I mean, it's an outpatient procedure. Timmy just went down to the clinic. He didn't even have to go to the hospital and mm-hmm. all within a few hours. So it's not like it's a, a major surgery or anything like that, but I think that that should absolutely be an option uh, of, of a form of birth control. Again, shouldn't all just be on the women, uh, Birth control pills can wreak havoc on a person's body, you know, and it can take, just like any medication, may take a while to kind of find that right dosage, that good balance. Uh, When I was on birth control pills, I went through several different doses, dosages to try and find the right balance, could not find it, but felt like, I felt very disconnected from myself during that time period of trying to figure that out. And I hated it. I fucking hate it. And I never went back to it after that. It was, mm. I was impatient and it was unpleasant. <laughs> and I was like, nope, I'm done. Um, condoms it is. And I think that there should be more options.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think about it. I always thought about it this way. The only reason I never had sex when I was younger was it wasn't, believe it or not, girls actually kind of found me semi good looking back in the day. <gasps> I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it either, but whatever. But if I knew that I, I would be able to have sex with a woman or a girl or whatever and not get them pregnant, I, I'd have been walking up and down the street. Hey, anybody here want to have sex? Anyone here want to <laughs> have sex? Like, like, like that was my biggest fear. It was always my biggest fear when I was a teenager and in my early twenties, it was just, I just don't want to have a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I'm not doing this.
0: Yeah. I just, it needs to be an option. It needs to be out there.
1: Well, and then, so to get into some little tidbits, because I, I think we yeah. kind of hit the, the pregnancy and vasectomy thing pretty hard. Yeah. Didn't this episode really, I know we talked about it in season one, but this one really had a threes Company vibe to it, I thought. Yeah. It was yeah. the first thing I thought of. Like if he had just told her right off the bat, what had happened. None of this would be an issue. Yep. This whole episode wouldn't even. Well, it exists for like ah uh, maybe five ten minutes and then it'd been over. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, totally Three's Company vibe because yeah, she just she was she didn't know and she was out of the loop and she finds out at the end via phone call from the the doctor's office trying to reschedule, and then gets a little sweet revenge by pouring you know because she's like oh is everything so sore here let's get some ice on it, and then pours a bunch of ice down his
1: pants. That was nice, but you know that was a prop because the ice was already broken in the ice tray.
0: Yes. Otherwise, it wouldn't have came too. out.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: I was like, "Wow, what kind of magical ice trays do they have? Where it's just like it all like you don't have to do any of the twisting or the pounding on the counter." <laughs> Magic ice cube trays. Uh, let's see what else happened in this episode. Oh, Lily's tutoring Brad in, yep. in calculus. Geometry. Geometry?
1: I believe it's I believe it was geometry.
0: But he's like a yeah, he is like a math lead.
1: He's president of the math. That's right. The math club, remember? <laughs>
0: yep. Yep. <laughs> so it was just kind of kind of cute in that way of that's just Brad's sneaky little way of trying to spend more time with her. But then there was that whole kind of exchange of money, which definitely made it feel Dirtier.
1: <laughs> oh, they—they they were. That wasn't. That was intentional. They were trying to make it like she was a hooker. Yeah. Like because he even mentions, "I'll just leave it on the on, on the, the d-
0: dresser on the dresser." Yeah. That's <laughs> like, oh, well done, well done.
1: The only—the only thing I would uh, not about that, just on a little side note, is I—I w- I loved Jeff with a G.
0: Yeah, their web guy. That,
1: their web guy. And did you know that the Redbootpub.com was actually real for a while?
0: uh that doesn't surprise me they tend you know but what so if you went do you know what would happen if you went to the website was it just
1: so while it was real I guess a lot of the writers and stuff would like use it to like pass ideas to each other and stuff Okay. they didn't the cut these guys during this one they kept talking all over each other it was just I, I couldn't it was it was bad commentary but that was like the only thing that I picked up was the Red Boot pub was actually a real website and I, I I looked it up the other day it is no longer it is no longer active. Man. But I guess they'd use it to like they didn't really expect anybody to, to like use it in anything like that so the writers just used it to bounce ideas off each other and stuff I guess.
0: Huh. That's pretty cool. I did write down though with um you know them trying to build their website and everything they wrote like a 3D virtual bar experience and i just started laughing because i was like dude that is 2020's zoom happy hour right yeah. there
1: <laughs> yeah nailed it
0: they were so ahead of their time <laughs> i need to take a quick break oh did you have anything else for episode seven
1: uh no do you want to take five or so or
0: yeah let's just take a quick break and then we'll continue yeah. on with the last uh five four five all right back from a short little break. And we'll just keep powering on because we got a few more episodes to get through. Let's see. Episode eight. Is that the one with uh Jimmy experiencing extreme middle kidism? Yes.
1: Yeah, he's uh he's been shoplifting to get Sean and Claudia's attention. And there's the B plot where Lily is um So, so agonizing over what to wear for dinner at Dean's place. What to visit his, or to meet his parents, I should say.
0: Yeah. Which I thought it was kind of odd that, you know, they've been dating for, I guess, a while.
1: Well, at least a year, it seems like.
0: Yeah. But she hadn't met his folks until this episode.
1: But it's high school, too, so. Yeah,
0: that is true. And yeah, oh, and yeah, he's public school, so. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot written down for this episode other than poor jan
1: mm, yeah. yeah
0: like i said just kind of that classic acting out to get his parents attention being the the quote good finerty at the school and sister helen you know busting jimmy with the shoplifted toy and everything and at first i kind of forgot about this episode where i was like i was like well sister helen should know that jimmy's the good finerty <laughs> cuz yeah. right away when I think it was Sean that was like, "Oh, I had to go down to the school and talk to Sister Helen." Uh, Claudia was like Henry or Lily, <laughs> and he's yeah. like, "No, Jimmy." And everyone's like, <gasps> "But," like I said, not a lot to say. It's pretty classic, even you know within the sitcom world.
1: Yeah, I, the only thing I, I wrote down for the for the uh, actual main story is who the hell is Interpol? I have never heard of that band. Is it just oh. one they made up or? <laughs>
0: I assumed it was one they had made up.
1: Well, to be fair, in an earlier episode, that actually the one where they did all the yelling at the, in the intro, yeah. yelling at each other, you there's a, there's a quick shot of Eddie drying his clothes, and he's got a Dirt Bombs t-shirt that he's, like, is for the camera. And apparently that's a real band. I don't know if he's in it or if it's one of his buddies. Huh. I forget what they said. But, yeah, so I kind of assume, like, this is some band that maybe... Sean or, or Donald likes or something like that, and they just kind of wanted to throw it in there?
0: Yeah, could be, because it is an actual band, per Wikipedia. No. Um, origin is Manhattan, formed in 97 and still together. Years active, shows 97 to present. Hmm. So, yeah, maybe it was just a band that someone liked or they wanted to give a little shout-out to.
1: Because I know nothing about that band and I figured it had to be fairly new so that's out of my jurisdiction for the most part
0: yeah yeah without just straight up reading the whole wikipedia entry it's you know they're a real band and apparently still together and maybe doing virtual concerts who knows
1: but do you oh so if 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 either of your kids were to ask you any of the questions that jimmy asked his parents would you be able to answer them so like favorite like
0: color his... and best friends
1: yeah. yes Okay. What what about their favorite band then too?
0: Well, their taste in music is for shit and Mm -hmm. they like a lot of more YouTube quote artists where they make more like, yeah, make like a parody songs for like Minecraft, Fortnite, different video games. So they don't really have like a favorite band. Lee does like the Foo Fighters. And he always just studio? calls them like, yeah, mom, this is rock and roll. And I'm like, yes, it is. I love you so much. <laughs> Stop oh, <boy>. it. <laughs> oh <boy. laughs> um, He does like, they do like a couple of Rammstein songs and a, a few random bluegrass songs. So they're, they don't, at this point, don't have like a favorite band or anything. But they do have a few favorite songs that they like to play on repeat until we all just want to jab dull, rusty things into our ears. But yeah, I know their favorite color and best friend. So, ha
1: I was just, I was just curious because I was thinking, well, what if my wife asked me some of those questions? I'm like, ah, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> oh my god, like a newlyweds kind of game. <gasps> we oh, play that sometime that'd be so fun. No, no, no. <laughs> Oh. No. now I don't want to do it even more. <laughs> um, no, the one thing that I have written down for this episode is, because yeah, Lily's trying to figure out, it has to do with the B plot. So Lily's trying to figure out what to wear and she's going through everything. And she asks, she's asking like her family, you know, does this make me look fat or does this look good on me, blah, blah, blah. And Timmy has this theory that, if a person is asking you if the clothes that they're wearing makes them look fat, you're doomed already. And there yep. is no good way. And I think uncle Eddie kind of brings that point up, but yeah, Timmy's just like, it's a fucking trap. Once that question comes out, there's no taking it back and there's no right answer. So just double down, go all in and say, yes, You <laughs> 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 look terrible.
1: So I wrote that down too is, when a, when a woman or any, or when, yeah when a woman asked me, how does this make me look? I go, no, I'm not opening that. No, nope, I'm not doing it. Cause no matter what I say, even if I said you look good, you'd sit there and say something about that too. So I was like, I can't win here. I'm not doing this. Just,
0: you know? Yeah. If your wife was like, well, you're supposed to say that you're my husband.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like your it's opinion like, well, can't then, be trusted. <laughs> well, why the hell did you ask me? Cause there have been times where she's asked me and I said, don't wear that she's like, why? Then I explain it to her and she get all mad. And I'm like, well, let's not start asking questions you don't want the answers to. All right. That's one of my favorite lines I like to use too.
0: That is a great, that's a classic. Um, Yeah. If I, if I do ask Timmy, then knowing how he feels, I know that, you know, I'm kind of prepared for a brutally honest answer, but for the most part, He does say like, oh, that looks good. That looks fine. And then from there, I have to fuck with them. And I'm just like, good, not great. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, and that's when he's like, see, see, it's always a trap. (laughs) There's no good answer. He's like, I gave the right answer. I'm just like, did you? But.
1: Yeah. Other than that, it was, it was, I mean, I guess I catch, I just just want listeners to know that even though we don't like have a whole lot to say about the episode, understand these are still hilarious though, too. mm -hmm. They, I mean. I try not to, like, quote so much because I want the listener to go watch the show and experience it for them, for them, for themselves, for the first time. So they're not just waiting for the one catchphrase or something like that. I I want them to listen and hear it for themselves, so they get they enjoy it.
0: Absolutely, yeah, I agree. It's not like these. Yeah, this was just kind of a, I guess a kind of a standard sitcom kind of episode. So it was done well. And I, I did like um, where when Jimmy's kind of telling Sean about, you know, the middle kidism and everything, and that sitting around the dinner table and they kind of show everyone's just like me, me, Lily, Lily, Henry, Henry, me, me back and forth and never any Jimmy until the credits roll. Then we get that dinner scene again and everyone's just like me me lily lily henry 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 lily lily jimmy jimmy and they start throwing jimmy in there a little bit and just that content little smile on his face (laughs) i was like oh see they're trying they will the finities will always try to be good parents
1: yeah and this is actually and i forgot to mention that i think this was the season especially when they moved to the wb Mm -hmm. they didn't have so they call those little like 30-second, one-minute things at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. tags. And apparently Fox never aired any of their tags. Mm. So the stuff that we saw in season one and two were, aw- were were never aired on actual TV, those tags.
0: Just stop fucking with shit, Fox.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Jesus Christ. It's so aggravating.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. But other than that, I got nothing else for that episode, so...
0: Right on. Well, then right on to episode nine. Welcome to the working week. Oh, yeah. So this one, uh, the Red Boot Pub is getting shitty reviews in some local newspaper. Eddie can't let it go. Sean's trying to be all chill about it. Oh, and Lily's credit card. Makes a comeback in this episode. Mm-hmm. And she has used it for a lot of emergencies at Old Navy. I totally understand. When it's dollar flip-flop day or $2 tank day, you got to go for it. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> um, but that puts her in that position where they're like, nope, you need to pay it off. You need to get a job. And she's like, well, I don't want some entry-level shitty job, basically. I was like, oh, to be a kid, to think that you're owed anything other than some shitty entry entry entry-level job and then even one of the lines you know when when Sean drops the you know kids these days Claudia calls him out on it and she's like did you really just use that (laughs) phrase I just started laughing so hard because I'm like I don't know exactly at what point it happens but it happens and we cross that bridge to that other side of instead of being the kids of those of that day to those the adults of those kids today but I just think it's so funny when I mean I've caught myself saying shit like my folks used to say and yell and the first time something like that came out of my mouth that was I don't know what exactly what it was but it was some shit my mom would always yell at me and I turned around and I used it on the kids one day and instantly was just like what the fuck is happening (laughs) I was like oh no (laughs) So it's just, I always find it very interesting and funny when those moments are portrayed in, in TV too, because then being on that other side, I'm just, it just makes me chuckle. But at the same time, yeah, kids these days.
1: <laughs> I, I was using that when I was 20
0: <laughs> yep. and
1: I, so I'm just Sammy. an old, I'm an old guy. So
0: yeah, we, we joke that Timmy is aging well into his natural personality of <laughs> an old man. <laughs> Oh, and then the other side. So the, the B plot then is trying to they're they're trying to save money, and they decide to make Henry the energy monitor
1: mm-hmm.
0: with no guidelines, <laughs> nothing to go by, no baseline, anything. So he's turning off the stove, in the you know, he's turning off the oven. So then the dinner doesn't cook. Turns off the heat because it's wasting energy, doesn't yep. let things go through the rinse cycle. So Jimmy gets caught in the rain in his sweater that still had a bunch of soap in it, which I think he would have felt, but whatever, it's a sitcom. So I just thought it was, I mean, especially after Henry's anti-drug Lord bit, a little bit of guide, guidance for him on
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> what to do about being the energy monitor.
1: Well, my favorite thing about being the, there were two things I wrote down about the energy monitor. And, uh, well, when they, when Sean originally gives Henry the job for energy monitor, he goes, you can have, he goes, Henry, you can have that job. And Lily goes, well, why can't I have that job? And he goes, cause it pays in Snickers. Mm-hmm. And all I got to say is, is I would totally do a job for Snickers bars. I prefer beer, but I would take the Snickers bar. So you could, I, I, I can work with that. <laughs> And then also when uh, Jimmy goes to the refrigerator, he's looking in, trying to find something to snack on. And he goes, oh, I'll just, because Henry comes and slams the door, and he goes, you're wasting energy when, by leaving it open. He goes, fine, I'll just have a yogurt. So Henry just grips, puts his hand on the fridge, barely enough to get the item out. He can't even see what he's grabbing. And he grabs him a jar of olives. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote down, because Jimmy goes and complains to Uncle Eddie that Henry's being kind of a, an energy Nazi about it. And he talks about, all none. I wanted a yogurt, but he gave me this jar of olives. And I was like, man, I ate a whole jar of olives just this last week. What are you talking about? It's a good snack.
0: <laughs> oh, gross. I'm not a fan of olives. And so that's just, oh, yucky.
1: you're missing. You're no, missing. I
0: don't think so. I've tried them and I, uh...
1: what about pickles? Can you eat a jar of pickles?
0: Not a jar of pickles. <laughs> My God. I can barely handle like a pickle chip on a burger. What? Yeah. Oh so if we God. go out somewhere and order a burger with like everything on it, everything but tomatoes, I'll still leave I, I try and make my way through like a pickle, but I can only get it get through like maybe one bite, and then it, the rest have to come off. Oh I've gotten God. better is what i'm saying
1: for for my for our wedding, one of my coworkers got me one of those big jars of pickles mm-hmm. And I wound up I almost got through the whole thing in one day but it was kind of, it wasn't necessarily like an off brand but it was it was some brand I had never heard of still they were really good pickles though too I wish I could remember what brand it was but the rind turned my hand green for <laughs> for like three four days couldn't get it off great uh, pickles though.
0: maybe maybe for your birthday this year I'll get you a nice pickle fork
1: the hell's a pickle, isn't? Isn't that just it's, a fork?
0: It's just a tiny fork, that fits into pickle jars. I don't know. That's <laughs> a tiny fork.
1: I have no idea what a pickle fork is. <laughs> Never heard of it.
0: oh then you don't have one, so I know. Yeah. And you've got a birthday coming up. Ha ha ha. ha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did like how Henry, when Henry's trying to spout off different things in the frit You know, when uh, Jimmy's like, "I don't know what kind of snack I want," and. Henry starts listing off everything that's in the fridge. I think he like closes his eyes because he's memorized the location or, you know, try to memorize the location of all the snacks and everything in the fridge. And he's like, well, we've got, you know, apples and milk and yogurt and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this kid just goes all in on everything. Yeah. I love it. Um, Yeah, so that's, I love, I just, I love, Jimmy and Henry, I see a lot of like Lee and Henry. Hmm. I'm not sure how concerned I should be, but (laughs) but they're both a little, you know, what it what's the saying like they they march to the beat of their own drum. Yep, but yeah, so back to the uh Lily's credit card and the debt that she's accrued. So trying to teach kids these days the value of hard work and, and earning your keep and everything. Sean has Lily working at the pub and she does like a shitty job. And for some reason, I just watching Lily try to work or, you know, quote, try to work and just be a lazy entitled teenager. I was like, Oh, it was driving me nuts. I was like, no, she needs to get a real fucking job at a real fucking restaurant and get really fucking yelled at <laughs> to yeah, truly exactly. understand what it's like to have that first shitty job. Although it wasn't really her first job because she got the job at the butcher shop in season one. But Yeah. yeah, so just, oh, yeah, I just got so infuriated watching her. And then she gets the job as the secret shopper, which goes way to her head. And she is just a bitch. Claudia was good to call her out on it and everything. And, you know, Lily ends up getting fired from that job and then gets rehired back at the at the pub.
1: Yeah. You kind of hit on one of my points was, yeah, that kids probably need a job where I don't think it's necessarily wrong to work for a family member necessarily, but I feel like, yeah, if, if, if Lily had a job working at some other, like a restaurant or retail store or something like that, doing actual customer service, like then she would understand the value of a real job. Mm-hmm. because I also wrote down that who the hell in their right mind hires at this point a 15 year old to be a secret shopper mm-hmm. who's doing that I want to know what idiot is doing that
0: I don't know and where the hell were those jobs when I was 15
1: yeah no kidding god
0: yeah and that's a good point point.
1: and not only that but then to bring it like full circle I have a little loop here, like, okay, so you need a job that in retail or something to teach kids like you know customer service and stuff like that, but then she wound up getting this particular job as a secret as a secret shopper at her age, but then doesn't she start acting like a Karen? Oh, totally if we can use that yeah, and so then if she if she hasn't then it goes back to if she's a Karen, if she would have had a job in customer service, she wouldn't have acted like that, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like this full circle thing there. I thought they were kind of doing.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, kids, kids today and oh, all yeah, days, need, yeah. <laughs> they need, your first job is going to suck. And if you don't make it past two weeks, that's a okay. Cause it's just a shitty job for some extra cash and it's not your lifeline.
1: What was your first job?
0: My first job was Dairy Queen. Okay. I was a Dairy Queen girl. So serving up ice cream. And it was, it was a job. It was fine. It, you know, worked in the summertime. So it would get crazy busy during various points throughout the day. But that was a pretty, that was a pretty good first job for me. I enjoyed it. Worked with friends, had a lot of fun. Ate my fair share of ice cream.
1: There you go. Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying like, I, uh, the only, I've only ever had two jobs that I really didn't enjoy. Yeah. Otherwise, like, my first job, I had a paper route, and then I worked for a mason, and while it wasn't necessarily fun, like, you worked your ass off, but it paid really well, so mm-hmm. it came with some benefit. Like, I probably was making more than most people in high school than than most other people because of the, the job I had to do, and it was entry-level shit, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but yeah, I still, I, I wouldn't say I liked it but I wouldn't say it was the worst job I've ever had or even bad necessarily. Sure. So I was just curious.
0: But, um, but yeah, so with number nine, episode nine and dealing, Eddie dealing with the uh, reviewer in the paper, what was he called again? The scene the scene the uh, Eddie tracks down the scene and it's booger Curtis Armstrong. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love him. Yes. And I, I just couldn't help but think again because he shows up in an episode of that 70s show in one of the later seasons where Donna has a job at a radio station. She gets a cool job. Ugh. But yeah, he plays like the radio DJ and Eric Foreman's all threatened by because he's got like a cool name and a cool voice. And then he sees what he looks like and he's fine with it. <clears throat> but, but again, you know, because they filmed right next to each other, maybe they're just like, hey, why don't you pop on over here and, and film a scene or two for us? Yeah. So and then Sean convinces the scenster to come in and give the Red Boot pub one last chance. And Lily's already back mopping up the pub. And the scenster comes in and walks through an area that she had just mopped but didn't have a sign down for. And she (laughs) freaks out and starts yelling at him and chases him out of the out of the bar.
1: To be fair, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Is when I when I when I mop a floor and then somebody just walks on it right away, but like not even giving the water a chance to dry and all that—that bothered. Like it'd be different if somebody spilt something there, and I just got to clean up that one spot. But if I'm doing the whole damn floor, oh my god, well that bothers me. That happened a lot when I was in the army. Oh my god, I hated that.
0: Um. All right, episode ten, Claudia in disguise with glasses. So, uh, Sean's. City health insurance is about to run out at the end of the month, which again, kind of brings up timeline questions. Cause I was like, well, so how long has he, has he had the bar? How long, how much leave time did he have to extend his insurance premiums to the end of however many months later this is. But again, with how they aired out of order and that not being a major importance, I just let it go. It's
1: almost a full year. Oh no, that's not right. Yeah. It's almost a full year from. So from when they sold or when they bought the bar, which if you take it by the air date is September 17th, 2002 to now it's May 2nd, 2003. That's That's nine months, almost a year. And this one was actually supposed to be the last episode of the season. So it was supposed to air even later yet.
0: Oh, geez. I just was like, wow, they still have his city's insurance after all this time. And so they're trying to make the most out of it. So my first note is, where the fuck did they get a trampoline?
1: Yeah, no kidding. It wasn't out there all the damn time.
0: And it takes up their entire yard. So I'm like...
1: so on, on that on that note, though, did you know that when they made the kitchen and the living room sets, they made it to be an actual living room and kitchen? So a lot of times the actors kept bumping into stuff and all that because it wasn't spacious like you see in some of these other TV shows where they've got the room to walk around. It was yeah. made to be a family-sized kitchen and living room. So the actors kept bumping into stuff and they kept having to move stuff all the time.
0: You're absolutely right. It was very like realistic space-wise for their house. That's good. That, I feel that's kind of refreshing that they made it a bit more realistic in that sense. Um, But yeah, so Claudia loses her glasses and we find out that Sean has issues with women in glasses and it all kind of just stems back to various women in in authoritative powers that have had glasses, babysitters, teachers that have not been nice to him. And yeah, he's got that weird. So he's all weirded out about women in in glasses. So I'm like,
1: is that... Is
0: that really like a, a, a,
1: a thing? <laughs> um I'm gonna go with yes. However, like so I even wrote this down for so I let's let's be honest, Megan Price is a very attractive woman. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gotta tell you, those were the ugliest goddamn glasses for her. Yes. Like, and I actually like a woman in glasses. And I got to tell you, Tina Fey, Holy cow. When she's got those glasses on, Oh, <laughs> she, she melts my heart. All right. I ain't gonna lie.
0: Yeah. I, I wrote that. I made a note too, about, uh, Claudia's glasses. They were not a good shape for her face, her face, yes. her face shape. The frames were just too small. I think even if it had been the same style, but just a little bit bigger, it would have been fine, but it just—I didn't like them. And and anytime I see red framed glasses, I immediately think of Sally Jesse Raphael. Doesn't matter oh, what shape they are, but well, red don't, framed don't glasses. Don't put that image in my head.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey Jen, Jen, you're 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 cutting in and out pretty bad at the moment. All right,
0: bit of technical issues, so. Hopefully those got all worked out, so we'll just keep going. So I guess I do kind of have a thing with certain types of framed glasses frames, but yeah, Sean's complete, like, aversion to, to women in glasses, that was a bit much. Well,
1: Yeah.
0: And after all those years, Sean, or she never knew how Sean felt about women in glasses.
1: Which also goes back to the whole point that I was making earlier about how Sean wasn't interested in her when she had the glasses. So that's why I think he was kind of had the hots for Nicole. But once uh, Claudia got rid of the glasses, then that whole thing changed.
0: Yeah, because we did see in that flashback that he didn't even like acknowledge her when she had her glasses on. And then yeah. when she got rid of her glasses, he's like, Oh, who's the new girl? I'm like, Oh, really? But I don't know. High school boys. Oh, uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah. And then the secondary storyline was uh, Lily trying to make sure Dean's birthday gift to her was what she wanted. And so she enlists the help of good old uncle Eddie and she really does have that man wrapped around her little finger, whether she knows oh, yeah. it or not, <laughs> and whether he's aware of it or not. Everything that man did for her in talking to Dean, because what was the one line? <laughs> She's like, "Would you talk to Dean? And he says something along the lines like, yes, and I don't want to do it again. or Don't make me do that again. <laughs> but he does. And so he helps Dean get the perfect birthday present for Lily everything that she specifically asked for because Dean's gift to her was going to be a boom box, which is practical. I like that. I mean, some, be- yeah, some, some girls may absolutely love getting a boom box, but really Lily, he really thought Lily was going to like the boom box. I don't know. Again, it's just that why did they have to make Dean so kind of dumb and, I'm too
1: slight. Before, before we start saying like that, he's dumb. I, I'm I'm going to tell you this much. I'm not going out and buying a, a piece of jewelry for a woman. I ain't even poked yet. All right. Let's come on now. And, well, I, okay. I preface that by saying I, I bought my mom jewelry. I didn't poke her.
0: But, <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <On> both counts. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I'm just saying like, come on now, boom box. I mean, granted, even back then, those were probably pretty expensive back then. I mean, now you can get a decent one for 40 bucks, but.
0: True. And maybe dumb, dumb was not the the right word for this scenario, Yeah, but definitely did not, just doesn't seem to know his girlfriend.
1: But isn't, but like I said, isn't jewelry just a little over the edge for somebody you're not really. I mean, they, they're in a relationship, but, you know, like, like I said, they haven't really consummated any sort of relationship. So ex- jewelry, uh, I don't know. That always, that's always kind of iffy to me.
0: Well, and it doesn't have to be, you know, for, for high schoolers, I think, sure, jewelry, because I think there's that kind of romanticized idea of, you know, because first of all, you're in high school and it's the love of your life.
1: And for the love
0: of your life, to go out and get you even like a $40 necklace, whatever might be considered expensive for high schoolers. Like, that's, I think that's just, it's the thought, the gesture of it. And not thinking in in terms of practical and practical gifts, you know?
1: I was just going to say, you really think, though, the one she picked out was $40.
0: Well, probably not, but I may still realistic enough price wise,
1: right.
0: you know, it's like,
1: right.
0: he doesn't have to go to Jared, you know, no, <laughs> you know, I mean, who knows? I'm a
1: K guy myself. I so. am.
0: Well, every yeah. kiss begins with it. So I don't know, maybe not. And I think, I think jewelry is fine. Even if you're not, if you haven't had ultimate closeness, it's Again, I think it's just that whole romantic idea of getting something shiny from the one you totally love.
1: Well, then I'd have got her the silver boombox on.
0: The silver boombox? Yeah, (laughs) something with, like, chrome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But also just knowing the character and who she is, absolutely she's going to want some sort of fancier gift. She's so picky. She's not picky. She knows what she wants. Oh, and then towards the end of the episode, when Claudia finds out that Sean hid her glasses in the VCR that ended up getting destroyed because they're trying to, quote, fix the VCR and Jimmy shoves a VHS. (laughs) Just shout out to VCRs in 2003 (laughs) real quick. Like I forget that they were still in use up to that point. time yeah you know what i mean like you told i totally think of vcrs as like an 80s 90s thing and forget that they were still a major form of media well into the 2000s yeah and it's just a shame that laser discs never really picked up those things were huge and hilarious
1: no i'm glad those died (laughs) but yeah but even in the 2000s i mean now we got dvrs and stuff like that you couldn't necessarily record like, if you were, like, you know, you could set your VCR to tape at a certain time and record something on TV, but you never had that technology. So there was this gap between VCRs, DVDs, and in, in that kind of digital aspect to mm-hmm. DVR. So there was that span in there where you couldn't get a DVD player just to burn a disc of, of you know, your episode of Judge Judy while you were at work. hmm So that's, so yeah, VCR still had plenty of relevance, still going into the DVD age.
0: That's a really good point. I never really thought about how, like you said, there was a gap for recording your programs off of TV from VHS to DVR. Cause when TiVo came out, it wasn't, I think TiVo was the first
1: DVR. My mom got me one right away. And I got to tell you that this was back in like 2001 when they started like it was literally, maybe it wasn't 2001. It might've been 2005 or something like that, but it was the first of its kind. And it Mm -hmm. was, it changed my life. Mm -hmm. Like it was amazing.
0: I remember seeing those and just, and wanting, and wanting a TiVo so bad, but yeah, so they, so Claudia finds out that Sean inadvertently broke her glasses after he had them in the, in the VCR And they start kind of going back and forth on the things that they do or look like or whatever, their physical qualities that don't really care for. And it was something like, it was Claudia's turn to kind of rip on Sean a little bit. She's like, oh, you know, I could go on about, you know, how you look and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, he just looks a little scared and he goes, do you have a lot? And then she just lets it go. <laughs> the, the red back hair. And <laughs> I don't know. I just, I love those two as a couple. And I think the actors do a really, really great job of coming off as relatively happily married couple, you know, not without issues or fights and everything, which is totally realistic. So I don't know. It was just, even though it was a bit of a threes company moment because he couldn't be honest with her about how he felt about her glasses, the way it all kind of played out and came together. For me, it was just another reinforcement that Sean and Claudia belong together. Yep, <laughs> they are their true loves. So, and then yes, again, like I said, Eddie being so tightly wrapped around Lily's finger because like you had mentioned in uh, our season one recording their kind of relationship and their their like closeness and everything. And so, I've thought about that since then with every scene that they're in together and absolutely right they do have there's that very kind of special uncle niece uh, relationship between the two of them and even though he acts like this is so annoying and you're so annoying and blah 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 he's always there for her all right so uh
1: before we I do so this one yeah. did have commentary and i just want to throw i know you said you like the fun facts so yeah well, first off, I'm going to say when uh, Sean walks up to Claudia and he asks her if he if she wants to go to a concert or go listen to some records, he mentions Wham. And I just want to say Wham sucks. <laughs> I'm getting back up on my music snob thing. i every time they make a music reference, I'm going to comment on it. I'm just letting <laughs> you know. So so every time they do, I am going to comment. So I'm just going to say enough. Wham sucks. So right now they're like one in six right now. <laughs> you know, good bands.
0: Are you going to check out some Interpol later and see where they might rank with you?
1: You know what? I do have it down on my list of things to YouTube just to check it out because I need other stuff to watch now. Cool, cool. Did you notice, okay, so this was supposed to be the last episode aired for season three, and it was actually the last episode taped. Did you notice anything different about Claudia's hairstyle throughout the series and how it maybe have drastic because it didn't look like it drastically changed but you could tell there was some variance
0: there was some variance and but it wasn't I guess not enough for me to really truly notice and hold on to perhaps because I think it was it must have been this episode with the glasses because there was at one point she comes downstairs after working on her hair for an hour and Sean didn't like it and Mm -hmm. i didn't like it
1: (laughs) yeah i didn't like it
0: (laughs) and it felt like her hair was a little maybe a little longer in that scene to maybe pull off that look not to say that maybe some extensions weren't used or anything but it did seem a little longer because i think because i think even sean mentions her shorter haircut in an earlier episode oh because when they're trying to save money oh no after he buys the the bar yep yep, in the very first episode and he's like you spent how much on a haircut and she's like it's the new style and blah 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 Mm -hmm. so they acknowledge that yeah she got a haircut
1: (laughs) yeah but then I but yeah but I didn't notice it like drastically like the length or anything Mm -hmm. unless they did something I don't know
0: maybe just how that could be styled just that being the time period of a lot of the flippy out hairstyles um but I mean yeah, not so much with Claudia, but definitely with Sean. Uh, Donald Logel's hair throughout, throughout the season. Long, short, okay. medium, short, long.
1: So originally this was supposed to be the finale when, it, when they were on Fox. But because they switched to WB, then they moved the next episode to the season finale. And not only that, but I think this was Dean's quote-unquote last episode. Now I know he's in. I know he's in the next three, or at least the next one for sure. But this this was the last one actually recorded, I believe, for the season. And so he, I I, from what I heard, he's no longer after these after this season. He's no longer in the show. However, so we went over this in the beginning, and there were 19 episodes slated for season three. Only 11 made it to TV for the for the third season two episodes never aired and and the other ones and the other six that are left over are in season four and i think he's still in them but okay this was his last episode technically
0: that's so fucked up how they fuckered all that up
1: if you're talking i can't hear you
0: again technical difficulties my internet is hating me right now and i'm getting unstable internet connection pop-ups on zoom so we are going to just try and power through these last two episodes episodes 12 and 13 oh what a night
1: what about episode 11 we have oh 11 12 and 13. that's
0: right sorry 11 12 and 13. um so episode 11 tonight's the night so Lily finally officially turned 16 and they're having her birthday party at the pub again probably you know the shaking things up and and giving us a new location the bar seems like a place to a family-owned bar closing it down to have a family birthday party although they're all 16 so <laughs> like who's gonna be drinking all these beers yeah that makes
1: absolutely no sense to me
0: yeah <laughs> So Lily has decided that tonight's the night. She's 16 and now feels that it's time to start having sex. Cause at 15, it's kind of skanky, but at 16, it's the time. Cause you know, after that, then, Oh my God, you're some old crone or something.
1: Yeah. Heaven forbid 17.
0: So her and Dean leave the party and go back to her house. And all she wants is to hear all the beautiful flowery things about her that Dean feels. But he's, he, doesn't, he doesn't come through. He says things like he likes that her hair is red and this and that. <laughs> so he disappoints and he leaves. And she's sitting out on the front porch. She sees Brad sitting uh, out on his front porch. And they start talking. She tells them why she's sitting out there and why Dean's not there. And Brad starts listing off all the things that he's noticed about Lily, all the little things that she does. She pushes her hair back and the way she smiles and all of this stuff. And my note is, Brad, I was like, this is how you shoot your shot, buddy. Don't be doing creepy things. Say the nice <laughs> things. But then also, does it kind of borderline on that creepy romantic kind of line that he's watched her so intently and he knows all these little things. And it's, but it's so romantic to hear, you know, for her.
1: Well, well, when it gets to be like that, I, the, it's, it's kind of funny because she wants, she wants Dean to notice all those things, but when somebody else does it, then it's considered creepy. And that, that, I don't know, like that. Oh boy. (laughs) Like, like to tell you the truth, I kind of noticed some of those things about my um, high school crush and you know, it's, is it creepy or is it just, I i don't know, like.
0: Maybe it's all about like how you're noticing, you know, he's noticing these, the, the things he mentions are through school or, you know, just having being neighbors and seeing that, you know, when she smiles and laughs and everything. So I kind of felt that it was in this case more romantic versus if he had mentioned stuff that she does like in private, then yes. then that would be creepy. Yeah. So she, he says all the beautiful things and she can't help herself. And then she just kisses him. Then they sleep together, gets busted by Claudia, not during, but after, because the family comes home and yeah, Claudia happens to run into her in the hallway and just kind of a nice mother daughter kind of moment. Claudia seems to get it, but then also warns Brad that, you know, there's a man downstairs making a sandwich with a knife. <laughs> and if you don't get out of here, he's gonna stop making a knife and kill you. And then Brad's like, Oh, I can't get in on that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brad. <laughs> yeah. So she's done with with Dean. Sean takes it pretty hard. Cause apparently he and he and
1: Dean have bonded. They're buddies. Do you suppose that was kind of like the issue? like it's not that Sean doesn't like Brad it's just he i don't I don't know like, it is it's, it's it feels to me it's like one of those things where if your parents like it then it's no longer cool I think
0: I think maybe it could have had something to do with it but I think I think ultimately Lily realized that while Dean is is hot and makes her friends jealous and everything there's really no major connection mm-hmm. she tries to tell her friend that they're connecting on levels that she didn't even know she had to connect on it's like well clearly that's not true and yeah. you know and i think that's just kind of we see little bits of that throughout the season again with dean trying to surprise her with an early birthday present and getting the the boom box instead of something else that lily may really would have wanted
1: to be fair i don't other than just some notes i had for this particular uh, that i heard from the commentary i got to tell you beings it took me a while to lose my virginity i have i i don't have a whole a whole lot of insight to all this as far as that i mean the episode was really funny don't get me wrong
0: yeah i guess i don't i mean other than kind of cheering for brad in this episode i don't really have a whole heck of a lot else written down you know i thought it was really sweet that lily was like i'm glad it was you she's she tells to brad and then claudia's line about um sean thinking he's a dean but he's really a brad (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that just that just tickles me because i think there's a lot of folks out there that think they're more of a dean but are really a brad
1: oh i have i have no qualms i'm a brad yeah I am not I am not a dean. I totally understand that.
0: I think the world needs more, more Brad's. Oh, definitely, though.
1: Definitely, though.
0: Any other uh, fun facts or insights for this one?
1: So they didn't... Because season three was mostly done when they were with Fox, and Fox was kind of hemming and hawing about a fourth season, they actually had an idea that if for some reason Fox didn't pick him up or they couldn't get picked up somewhere else that at the end of this episode you'd see a flashback going back to Sean and Claudia when they were teenagers in the back of the car and it was all just a, it was all just a dream that they were going to write it off as like Sean was picturing this is how his life would be
0: oh my god just let's stop with the dream shit
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah. I thought the same thing too. I thought the same thing too, but it would have been kind of funny for like a gag, maybe like, yeah. I would love to see that footage if they actually filmed it just to see what would happen. But yeah, the whole, the whole, yeah, he's just envisioning, you know, right before him and Claudia have sex in the back of the car that produced Lily.
0: Well, I'm, I'm glad it didn't end that way. And for this to have been like the original season finale, I think even though as out of order as it is, what we ended up with was a bit better.
1: It wasn't bad. It's just some things didn't make sense. Yeah. And I I don't necessarily remember any references to like earlier episodes within the season that you could be like, wait, when did that happen?
0: Yeah. I don't think nothing really stands out. So let's see the the next one is, oh, what a night, but not. Night like nighttime, but night with a K. <laughs> and the things a parent will do for their child.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Sean eventually joins the knights of what were they called? Do you did you get that? Write hi- that down.
1: Hiber Hibernia. Hibernia. Yeah, Hibernia.
0: Okay. Hibernia. Hi- okay. hi- but this is the uh this is like the lodge that uh, Walt belongs to. And the boys, Sean and Eddie, always agreed that they would never join the lodge. Mm-hmm. And Sean does because there's a beauty pageant. And as much as Lily says how terrible beauty pageants are, she really wants to be in the pageant. So that's why he, he en- enlists or enrolls, whatever. So she's in the beauty pageant. She wants to do like our, her singing bit. And just the whole pageant world. It's not something I've ever been interested in or drawn to. And the people seem atrocious between the pageant moms and the contestants themselves. Just no, no thing. I can't deal with those people.
1: (laughs) I, I don't, I don't see the appeal myself either. I don't like, I don't get why you would do it. I don't get why you'd even watch one necessarily. I, Whatever.
0: Yeah, and then they find out that the whole uh, pageant system is rigged, so it's not even about. It's just about whose turn is it, and a girl's about to win, Jenna, but we we've seen her in an earlier shot where she's at the Red Boot, drinking. Sean serving her, and then he realizes like, oh my god, I served a high school stu- student. So Jenna's running on a platform of anti-drinking, teen drinking, and Sean tells Claudia like, oh no, she was served at the Red Boot. So Claudia can't take it because she kind of gets swept up in the whole pageant mom. My daughter's the best. She's going to win. And so she goes and she tells them that Jenna's been spotted drinking at the Red Boot and she gets the crown taken from her and Lily, who had won the runner-up, she gets it. She wins. And I was really happy for the Finities Finities, because they actually got a win. It didn't come out where, I mean, Jenna did yell that It was Lily's dad who had served her at the bar, but no one believes it. And they all kind of get their moment. (laughs) And I was really happy for them. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, all I got is some little bit of background in in that this is the only time that uh, Brad O'Keefe's dad shows up in the entire season. Mm
0: -hmm. And it was
1: an episode that didn't air. Uh, This was, I think, the only, this was the second of, actually for both uh this is so both uh Richard Really Walt and uh the bartender Nicole are both in these in the both uh never aired shows and so they and Walt was only in the one episode earlier and Nicole was only in the one episode earlier it was it was kind of sad to see the decline of especially when Fox wanted them to have a bartender character and they didn't like the character Reggie so they they made him get Nicole and they really liked her it's just because of the way that the seasons had run and the way they switched it up that the whole thing with Nicole they just were like there's no way we can get this in and they just kind of just never aired those two episodes because of the way Eddie and Nicole's relationship turns out in the last episode Which is a pretty good segue.
0: Excellent segue into the last episode. We made it. Part-time lover. Brad and Lily are, so they're officially like together. They're all hanging out. She's trying to, they're trying to film jackass type videos and everything. And then Walt comes along because the dump has closed. He lost his job. Got nothing to do, but he wants to spend all this quality time with his granddaughter and, and family. And he's just driving everybody nuts. So Brad and Lily decide to find him a girlfriend and put Walt up on some dating sites.
1: Yeah.
0: And they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they find some matches and decide to meet one, uh one of the matches at the pub. And I didn't catch her name, but shows up and they're like, "Well, that's clearly a man." Yeah. And you know, so they, so Walt's sitting there and he's having this, this is a nice conversation with her. And by the end of it, Walt's just like, I think he just point blank asks her like, you're a man, aren't you? He seemed like fine with it. You know, not yeah. necessarily for someone for him to date, but you know, he wasn't all like, he didn't like wig out or anything and run out of the bar. But I just thought that was very cute. And also kind of reminded me that man, Back in the day, we went a little crazy with the lip liner shit. The really dark lip Mm -hmm. liner and then a completely different color lipstick where it just makes your mouth look like an outlined butthole. (laughs) Yeah, I know that
1: too, being a makeup expert. Yes, I know. I know. You're
0: very much into the blending and everything and blend, blend, blend. Um, And then outside of that, we've got Eddie who has fallen for Nicole but finds out that Nicole has another man. So Eddie confronts her and he's like, well, are you cheating on me with him? And she's like, no, I'm cheating on him with you. So we kind of see Eddie struggling with actually caring about someone and wanting to be with that person. And I don't know, personally, I think I liked, I liked some of his past girlfriends better. Mostly Natasha Leon, because I just love her.
1: Which one was she again?
0: She just popped in came in and she was like a random kind of character in a random episode where she played Eddie's girlfriend they were doing like a like a big dinner or something and Eddie brought oh her she, for the date. yeah
1: she was she was the one that showed up and was trying to hit on Dean while yeah. well Sean and um was having the having his co-worker who was gay come over and yes okay yeah. that's what it was okay now I know exactly who you're talking about all right Cause the name sounded familiar
0: and I haven't looked at the dates, but cause those two were in a movie together and I don't know when the movie came out, but I think it was, it's, uh, the slums of Beverly Hills. It's got Natasha Leone, um, uncle Eddie, his name's escaping me
1: and Kevin Corrigan
0: and, uh, uh, Alyssa Milano. It's a good movie.
1: I don't know. I've never seen, I'm trying to look it up here for you. 1998 slums of Beverly Hills.
0: Yeah. It's just a, yeah. So this would have been. Yeah. Marissa Tomei.
1: Five, six years. Yeah. Yep. But
0: yeah, I don't like, I think, I think Eddie could do better. (laughs) Nothing against Nicole, but I think he's had better matches with some of his other exes that he didn't treat quite as well. Even the one lady from like the wedding in the, in season one.
1: Yeah, he's had so many, it's hard to keep track yeah. of. I can't.
0: But I, just I, don't, I don't know him. that I have
1: a favorite, so.
0: I thought I just kind of thought that whole plot device was a bit odd. Not that Eddie can't fall in love or anything, but her?
1: I don't know. I think he could do worse.
0: Yeah, he could do worse. But then we get the surprise guest appearance by um, Michael Bolton from Office Space. Lomax? Yeah, he plays Lomax, Nicole's. Other boyfriend, David Herman. So that was that was a nice surprise. I forgot that he had a quick appearance in this. Yeah, that was. So that's pretty much that episode. What'd you think of that one? And how do you how do you feel about it being the finale?
1: Well, to to be fair, it wasn't really the end of the season. I mean, considering it was never aired, it would have been. I'm thinking about maybe just, and it won't be while we're doing podcast but maybe in, in next year or something. I actually want to go on Wikipedia or I IM, IMDB and watch every episode numbered correctly. So it's gonna be a lot of jump around just to Ooh. see if it's a different atmosphere, different take on it. But I I really the way the way it ended it for for all the hardships that these guys the cast and crew and everybody else trying to keep the show alive because of the in mid-season cancellation and mid-season pickup, it 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 they did what they could and it it was pretty good.
0: Okay, yeah, I didn't. I, I guess I thought it kind of worked fairly well for a, a a finale, like you said earlier. With more like with sitcoms, you don't get like the big baddie of the season at the end. You don't get that. You know, the, the storylines all kind of come to a to a head and some closure and, and to move on. So, yeah, I guess I don't have a whole lot to say about this one but it was good I liked it I like I mean I like this show well we're gonna wrap up our we're gonna end our chat because of due to technical difficulties right now Um, but thank you guys for listening and joining us today and um, I don't know that Josh will be able to say goodbye because his screen is frozen and I'm not sure what he can hear from me right now But. Thanks for listening, everyone. Appreciate it. And stay safe and keep streaming.
1: Bye.